You know I'm in the room, chilling, kicking like I usually do, drinking. And somebody shot right through my back window, hit me in the chest. And I'm like, there's a dirty little secret. Danny's got something in his pants. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learn quick, fast, and hurt. I'll be there, and I will mow you down under my tires. This is serious. This is serious. This is not a joke. This is serious. This is for real. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. And you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. They can make you slap somebody. And unfortunately for the Browns, they haven't figured that out since they got back to Cleveland. You ain't seen nothing yet! Until you see the flaming butthole, and there'll be people walking around all over America with flames coming out of their butthole. To all Republicans and Democrats and independents across this nation, I say it is time for us to kick the dust up. And when I got done, he said, just lay off the hamburgers and french fries, and that really just disrespected me, and I felt awful. What I'd like to have right now is for all you Parker. Welcome to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. You hear a little uh, ravishing Rick Rude there. I uh, I came in this morning. Phantom was like, dude, I'm sorry. He's like, I know you don't totally get into the WWE thing, but ravishing Rick Rude, first member of the 2017 uh, Hall of Fame class for uh, the WWE's Hall of Fame. You're all, we'll do, you're, all, we'll do, you're all pumped up about it. Dude, mustache maybe of the millennia right there. Rick Rude's mustache game alone should get him in every Hall of Fame across the country. Canton, Ohio. My, make a wing for him. <laughs> my brother loved Ravishing Rick Rude. My brother loved all those I'm obsessed with how good my body looks, WWE guys. Right. Paul Orndorff, right. Ravishing Rick Rude. Right. Like, he was into those because my brother was an athlete, played every high school sport, was full on in shape, and he was seven years older than me. So when we would pretend to big time wrestle, he liked to be those guys, and I just had to be, I don't know, some fat roly poly dude. And he would just <laughs> beat the living crap out of me while in character as Ravishing Rick Rude. That happened all the time when I was growing yeah, up. Yeah, there's something about older brothers and I guess just being like a dickhead and and then liking the bad guys as a kid and just like, no, dude, I don't care. You know, right. my brother was the exact same dude. And, uh, it, uh, you know, you, uh, you, you, I guess you learn to respect a, uh, a grown man taking his robe off so that all the fat out of shape, no good Pennsylvania piss ants can, uh, can see what a real man looks <laughs> I just, like. I heard that and I did, I, I like flinched. I was like, oh no, I like <laughs> looked over my shoulder, <laughs> like looking for my brother. So yeah, no, ravishing Rick Rude in the yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I do. He's a big. I mean, I you know, I, I don't care about that stuff at all, and I know who that is and all that. So yeah, I guess that makes sense. Well, at the end of the day, it's a Hall of Fame for 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 pro wrestling for right. a fake sport. So, so Rick Rude deserves a spot. Damn it! What are we not, talking about? Right. Uh, okay. Now you know. Let's examine that. All right, because there's been a lot of talk about To in the Hall of Fame class mm-hmm. this year for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, right. and people have different opinions on it. Right. So there's like guidelines for that. Now, if you were a professional wrestler. And I, I'm just going to ask you, if you were to put like 10 years into that business, are you going to be like, 
are are guys going to get slighted if they don't get put in because of like what kind of criteria you know criteria could it really be? Oh, it's a huge deal for dudes who aren't in the in the Hall of Fame who feel like they should. Okay, be. is there a, like a list of like no? Okay, well, all right. Can I have some names? Do you know off the top of your head? I hate to put you on the spot. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody who's like an obvious like oh my god I can't believe it. But I mean the fact that Rick Rude had to wait until 2016. I know Diamond Dale's page is on the short list of people who feel like they should be in. That guy's not in. And it's just like these obvious you know uh, the uh, the free. Just got in last year, and it's it, but it's like See, any, I know who they are. It's too. like any other Hall of Fame and any other thing. We got to stretch it, people, dude. You can't, you can't put blow them all, all in. Otherwise, you don't have to do it every year, right? You, you can't blow it all at once. And if you do, you're right. Then you're just sitting there like, damn, we got to wait. We got to wait for we got to wait for right. Tom Brady to retire. Right. You know what I mean? We got to we got to we got to wait. Yeah, you can't do that. No, so you get out and WWE Hall of Fame WrestleMania weekend coming up. Road to WrestleMania rolls through Canton, Ohio, January 22nd, baby. When is WrestleMania? Uh, March or er, and end of March early. April, I think probably like first weekend of April, I would say. Okay. Yeah, so that's why the road to WrestleMania starts in Canton and ends at WrestleMania. Can we get into some real sports here real quick? Okay. Okay, uh, so the Cavaliers. Yeah. Kyle Korver. Yeah. Um, Now, this seems to have everybody uh, very excited last night on Twitter. I I, I was trying to, you know, uh, follow along with Cavs Twitter last night. It seems like people are excited about this. Now, I'll be honest. I don't know much about Kyle Korver, right? I, I just don't know much about the guy. But, um, People were making memes and stuff that made it look to me like it seemed like the jokes they were trying to make is that J.R. Smith is in somehow now in trouble. Um, no, no. I mean, J.R. Smith, the reason that, you know, Kyle Korver's getting brought in, well, number one, the Mike Dunleavy experience, our experiment didn't necessarily work out as well as we hoped it would have. And number two is because J.R. Smith has hurt. Kyle Korver plays the same role that J.R. Smith plays. Certainly, there's no question about it. He is a spot-up shooter. Um, He is a guy who really, I mean, I, I know this year he's shooting over 40%, I think, uh, from the three-point line, and I think career-wise, he's up over that 40%. Wow. So he's a great three-point shooter. Um, and that's what the Cavaliers obviously butter their bread with is, you know, LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin all have that, you know, double team or got eyes on them. And that's why guys like Channing Fry, J.R. Smith, and Kyle Korver are all going to have the opportunity to hit those wide open threes. So that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a dude who doesn't turn the ball over too much. You're looking for a dude who plays smart team defense. And you're looking for a dude who can shoot it beyond 40%. And that's what Kyle Korver does from the three-point line. So Interesting. I don't think, like, people yesterday were trying to make it sound well, Need the threes in today's NBA. That's oh, for course, sure. Of course, and I mean to play the game the Cavaliers play, you got to have accurate three point shooters. And like I said, I mean you have J.R. Smith, Kyle Corver, and Channing Frye. That's pretty Kevin, good. Kevin Love, right? LeBron James, Kyrie Irving. That's a pretty good three point shooting squad right there. Um, this doesn't like guarantee the Cavs are going to win the championship this year, but it certainly bolsters the bench. It makes it makes the Cavs better. There's no question about that, and it's certainly a move up from where. We were with uh, Mike Dunleavy. So if 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 I'm gonna if I'm if I'm gonna trade white dudes, I want to take a step up, and that's exactly what the Cavs just did. So let's take a look at all uh, of the Cleveland sports teams yesterday, right? They all three made news yesterday. Okay, all three of them made news. So you got the Kyle Korver thing with the Cavs, right? Move over to the baseball side of things. There's the you know the Edwin thing, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's all excited about Encarnacion, as right? damn well we should be. 
Damn right. You that know, guy's going to be great. That's hey, going to be awesome. I think we all felt confident coming off of a, uh, a, a seven-game World Series there, but then you throw in you know one of the best free agents in baseball right now. Things look for, you know on the up for the Indians. Looks good. And now I haven't read a, t- a whole lot into this yet, so we won't re- get into it in, until a little later in the program, but apparently Corey Coleman from the Browns got there was like some trouble and like the like the I, I, I guess and again I haven't read the article yet but apparently there was something that happened in the lobby of the apartment building where he lives now I don't know if he was directly involved or if he just happened to be there or whatever but the point remains I'm not blaming Corey Coleman yet because like I said I haven't read it I, you know I'm not gonna demonize a guy over something I don't know anything about but it the point remains that Indians good news Cavs good news Browns eh, 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 not so much there not so much. On the better side of football things, online at WRQK.com right now, is a look into Timeless Rivals, which is uh, going to be a documentary about the McKinley-Maslin game. And uh, a guy here locally is putting together a Kickstarter campaign to raise the money uh, to get this done. They're looking to release it around in October uh, of this year. He will join us. I believe Ted Bowersox. Ted is Bowersox, correct. T- Ted Bowersox will join us. Uh, this morning at 9 a.m. to get into that. It's pretty exciting stuff, man. I, I read through some of this. Uh, like, like I'm looking through it now, and it's like, I mean, dude, he's got footage of guys like Belichick and you know Josh McDaniels who are all sitting there with like these local helmets behind him talking about how important this is. Like, oh yeah, the greatest coaches, the dude, the greatest coach maybe of all time. Is like it cares about this. Like that's when I sit and think about that. It's like, yeah, dude, this movie needs to be made. It needs to be made. Well, I mean, big chunks of it have already been filmed, and I know that you know. I'm sure Ted will have a better picture of like where sure. they are in the production process right now. But I mean, just filled not only with football legends, but Canton and then McK- or in Maslin legends as well. So it's just a uh, you know we all talk about it all the time, and it's uh, it's so important. It's year round. It's what the it's what the spine of this of this county is, and it's it's most important thing that we have going on in this area. This is just a great way to document it to preserve it and to make sure that this story yeah, awesome. will always kind of be available before we get off sports I did want to ask you and I noticed this oh, no. um, uh, I, I, dude, I don't care about hockey but I guess the Columbus Blue Jackets were on yeah. like a 15 tear win, win, win in a row tear I heard about this the other day I, I'll be honest with you I, I like hockey when I'm there right? and you get me into playoffs then I like hockey Stanley Cup I'll watch that like I like championship kind of stuff but it's the game's not for me enough to watch all the way throughout the season. I'll just be honest. And but if you go to a hockey game, they're great. But yeah, apparently the Blue Jackets are no joke. And like I, I saw on Twitter the other day, like everybody was like starting to admit, like I'm totally bandwagging this, but they're awesome. Last night they went to set the uh, or the record tying 17th consecutive win, and they lost. Oh, it was going to be a tie. Yeah, it was going to be the tie for the most oh. for the for the longest winning streak of all time, and then they lost, dude. Well, that's Ohio sports right there. Sucks. That's Ohio sports right there. Sucks. I don't. I don't care about hockey. I don't care about the Blue Jackets. But there's yeah. something about it that's just like, damn it. If you offered me two million dollars to name you a Blue Jackets player right now, couldn't do it. I'm trying to think if I can name more than five NHL players. You know what I mean? Like honestly. All right, hold on. I don't know if I could. Hold on, because sometimes, because again, I don't follow the sport enough where I could get confused and guys could be retired. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah dude, Wayne Gretzky, yeah, he's still out there, right? <laughs> Shelly Oaks, right? right? Uh, um, let me see. There's that kid, Sidney Crosby, and 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 uh, for the Pens, is he still playing? I thought his brain got smashed in, and I don't know if he retired. 
Jonathan, is it Taves or however? Like a lot, a lot of these guys have names you can't pronounce, um, and they're spelled like way differently than they sound. Uh, but yeah, all right, yeah, I'm already dude, out. I, I see, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I, I don't know if I can name five of them. I can name three hundred oh. NFL guys, probably. You know, I, I, I get, get close with NBA guys, and then baseball, I'd be like, I know a handful. But then, yeah, hockey. None. <laughs> Did I make it through two? No, like, not even two. It was like one and a half. Maybe this guy plays hockey. Maybe. So we found out, yeah, not we, but I found out yesterday that I'm the worst person walking the face of the planet, apparently. We've I had known uh, for a long time. I, I believe <laughs> I, well, I'm know. just catching up. I uh I believe I had a uh, a twelve plus year friendship come to an end yesterday over my behavior. And I'm not sure what I did was all that wrong. And I'm going see, but the problem is, is that I want to ask you, but you're. I know you're just going to use it as an opportunity to back the bus right over me. Like I know you will, yeah. but but it needs to be, but it needs to be examined because I. I this is one of those moments in your life where you'd be like, I don't care, but I do care because this was a good friend, and right. like this something went way wrong, right. way fast, and uh, seven thirty. I, I I need to get your opinion on that. We'll do that again nine o'clock. We'll talk to Ted Bowers. Talks about timeless rivals. Eight thirty. You're getting WWE tickets. Ravishing Rick Rude now in the Hall of Fame. I can't believe I had to say that more than twice. <laughs> uh, so we'll give you those WWE tickets at eight thirty. We'll be right back with more show. Hang on. Oh six nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock One Oh Six Nine. Fantone, I'm a pretty lucky dude, man. I, uh, I got hooked up with a local banking alternative, CSE Federal Credit Union. They offer me all the same products, all the same services as a big bank, all local. If I lose my debit card, I don't have to wait like two weeks for another one to get mailed to me. Go right to the bank, another one right in my hand. I like CSE for that, man. They're convenient, got coin counting machines and all their things. When you're rolling change for gas like I am, dude, those are important. Plus, they don't even charge me anything to use it. Because I'm a member there, non-members, it's just like 5%. A lot less than what you see in those grocery stores and things like that. that. Locally owned since 1938. Not going to change anytime soon. It's nice, dude. Every time you shop, you shop local. Damn right. It's nice. Need a loan? Home or auto? Check them out online. CSEFCU.com. What do you hear about this idea my buddy's uh, brother is doing? Okay. My friend uh, Aaron, secret, is a graphic designer and he owns like a t-shirt company, OK Pants and and all that. And uh, he's got a brother who is putting together a project that is going to be awesome. And his brother's a photographer, and he's looking to do a new series all about The Hangover. And his gimmick is he'll bring you coffee and and a bagel in the morning as long as you'll let him come over and take a picture of your hangover face. And he's going to put together like a whole like, you know, thing at this gallery of all these hangover faces. That'll be awesome. He says here, he's like, don't get hungover on purpose. It totally sucks. He's like, but if you're into this, reach out to me. He's like, I'll come over. He's like, I'll bring you, you know, your morning breakfast and your coffee for your hangover, but I just want to take a picture of your face. I might let him do that. It'd be kind of cool. I uh, I like that idea I a don't lot. Get, I don't get huge in, in hangovers. I don't I don't know if my face would be like any worse. I feel like if I was gonna do this, I would really, really have to focus on like, dude, overdo it. Like you need to you need to binge on liquor. You really? need to not yeah, I do. I just I, I'm not a big hangover person. Oh man, they happen to me a lot. 
They get, you know, you know, people always say they get worse and worse as you get. That's true. They get worse and worse as you get older. And maybe that's <clears> why <throat> I don't. I know where my line is now, and I'm like, dude, you need to stop drinking. Right. Where like, you know, ten years ago, I, was, I didn't care where my line was. Right. There was a moment where I didn't care Whatever. about her, and I always used to say, actually, when I did afternoons, I would always say, like, I don't get hungover. And then when I stopped drinking every day, right. I was like, oh, yeah, I did. Right. <laughs> I feel much better now. I, I didn't realize I had been hungover for a decade straight. But, yeah, I was. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was well, pretty this bad. This isn't how I feel. I thought this was just, I thought this <laughs> I was thought, what it was. I thought this was what the body felt like. Yeah. No, but, I mean, honestly, that'll be, I'm sure that'll be a very cool, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, it would be a cool thing to walk through at the gallery and see. When they eventually turn that into a coffee table book. You know what I mean? Oh, like, oh, you're yeah. Just sitting there yeah, going great idea. All these idiots, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. So I'll try to get that info and, uh, you know, get it linked at the website. Because uh, I think it's, I, do, I just do. I think that's a fantastic idea. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Ted Bowersocks about Timeless Rivals, the, uh, a documentary featuring uh, the McKinley and Maslin uh, game there. And uh, that's going to be an interesting thing. I, I think they've, they filmed a good portion of it already, and there's obviously a Kickstarter campaign trying to raise a little money, get it released. They're saying October. Right now is what he feels like. Phantom was saying earlier he's probably right about it. He'll probably have a better timeline of that. We'll get to, uh, right. we'll get to that around 9 a.m. this morning. And again, 8.30 is when you're getting WWE tickets. 7.30 uh, is when we'll find out why I'm the worst person on the face of the planet. Uh, This is a pretty interesting story, I believe, coming out of Maryland, where cops have arrested a man who was uh, robbing a uh, pizza shop, which I don't quite understand. Um, It seems to me like the pizza shop primarily is probably a debit card system now where you call over the phone and order and here's my debit card and they deliver it to you. So, like, I don't know how much cash any particular pizza place has on hand right now. I wouldn't imagine a ton. Yeah. But I don't know. You can assume that any business is going to have a decent amount in their register, but let's be real. I mean, if we're talking a thousand bucks, which is probably a high estimate there, I mean, are you really willing to 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 commit a crime like this in, in for a thousand bucks? I don't know. Yeah. And so here's the the guy had some bad luck. You know what I mean? And uh, and I don't even know if I feel confident calling it bad luck because, again, if you're making the bad decision to rob a pizza place where there's probably not going to be a lot of money, uh, this happened to you because you're not all that bright. So here's what happened. His pants had ripped off, apparently, from the store, uh, from, a, from a roof vent. And apparently the cops have video from inside the pizza place or whatever, and it shows the suspect then he took off his shirt to cover his face. So he now has no pants. And he has no shirt on to cover his face. So he's like nude. Oh. And here again, stands where he's always right. There was no money in the cash register. But of course, he costs thousands of dollars to the, you know, to the business owner because you're breaking and entering. There's things and, you know, I mean, uh, you know, he broke a lot of stuff on the way in. I'm sure the roof vent got got damaged if he had to rip his pants off from it. Oh, so he like Ocean Eleven this and like came in through the roof. Right. That's yeah, it wasn't terrible decision. Yeah. That's a terrible. De- That's what I'm idea. saying. Like he didn't. I, 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 you know, I guess I did a poor job of setting that up. It, it's not like he walked in with a gun while they were open. I mean, he was trying. Yeah, he was trying to Ocean's Eleven a pizza place. And like I said, how much money is going to be in there, especially after they were closed? Right, dude. I mean, if even if even if you have even if you have like the bank for the next day in the cash register. Like, that's not going to be... I mean, they've been depositing money. You're talking about 500 bucks at the most in that. I register. was going to say. At the as, most. As a, guy, as a guy who's owned a couple of small businesses, when I put a cash register out for my employees, it was normally 250 Right. 250 that. And that would suck if somebody came in and robbed them first part of the day. But at the end of the day, I could probably live on a $250 loss. 
I mean, all right. Now, my life's not desperate. No. Thank God. No. Okay? But if I was desperate, like if we got fired today and like six months from now, I would be pretty damn desperate. So if I was going to rob someplace, or if, all right, let's, we'll keep it the same. The business is closed. And we got to like repel in there. It's me and you, <laughs> ski masks. We'd be caught in the, we'd be caught in no time. Imagine that video. One of them's seven feet tall, the other one's 300 pounds. You know who used to be seven feet tall and 300 pounds? They had a high profile job and nobody's heard from them in six months. I bet it was those two schmucks. Yeah, we'd get arrested real quick. I would say we'd probably be wearing Rock 1069 t shirts no. when we did it, but Rock 1069 doesn't have t shirts. And let's be real about you breaking into a closed pizza place. You're not going into that cash register. You're sitting there sliding the pie into the oven. If the oven's still hot, would I I maybe risk making myself? I don't know. Pizza? I don't know. Calzone, maybe. You could take it on the run. I I was going to say, dude, you'd get your ass into Napoli's and you wouldn't even be thinking about money. I would never rob you, Napoli's. (laughs) I I want no harm to fall upon you ever. You're one of my favorite... You're one of my favorite Canton businesses. By the way, I actually, you know what? I, I thought about this yesterday. I want to shout out my favorite Canton business. Okay. My favorite one, for sure. Bar none. And now you got to think about this. It's, you know, I'm saying all businesses. There's a lot of them. But, and so, like, and, and it's not food. Okay. I think my favorite thing I found here, the most convenient thing I have found here, has been Laundry Express. Up there off a of Tusk. Those ladies in there are so nice. They always remember you. Everything's always right. It's decently priced. I drop it off. Go pick it up. I I can't speak highly enough about that place. Stansberry there right go. there. Free endorsements. There you go. Just yeah. To toss yeah, yeah. Out. Just toss them I out. Just, that is legitimately just one of those things. I'm not being paid. It's just one of those things. I honest to God just believe. And, and uh, dude, I think a lot of business owners could learn a lot from that lady. Like, she just is on it. Like, she just knows how to treat her people and knows how to run her business. Just good stuff up there. Yeah. There you go. I don't know. I uh, it sounds like I love her now. <laughs> yeah, just good stuff in there. Just taking care of my undies. Just just taking care of. Don't Stansbury's make it briefs. creepy. Don't make it creepy. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Rock one zero six nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock one zero six nine. You know, you just heard their little production piece for the program. It said, you know, a show's so simple you don't need Google, right? Making you know the indication that we're kind of dumb. And we're kind of dumb. I'm okay with it. But I just watched a video that made me feel pretty smart. Now, I would have to... I'm a smart enough person to understand that some of these people in these types of uh, videos are going to be planted. I get it. But I don't think all. And it was one of these... I was watching... I think it was... Yeah, Anonymous. Their, their Facebook page. And they took somebody out with like a camera and a microphone. And they went on college campuses. And they were asking college students, who won the Civil War? And there's like 15 different kids. None of them know. And actually, two girls are being interviewed. And this is where I kind of lost my mind. They, the one says, I don't know. The other one goes, who was even in it? And then her friend goes, yeah, yeah, just tell us who's in it. And then we'll figure it out. Whoa. Well... Whoa. I know a lot of people out there are just assuming right now that the North won, but if you really look at the history of it, the Civil War wasn't even about slavery, and a lot of people say, some people are saying, the South won. A lot of people are saying that. I don't even know if it was about slavery, Sansbury. The Confederate flag? Eh, dude, it was just about states' rights. Well, which right? 
Well, the one to own slaves. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't think it could be denied that that wasn't at least one of the issues right. that, that, were, that were facing that conflict. Right? Okay. I know it wasn't the sole thing, but it, I, I think it was, I mean, it was a pretty big one there. If you go, uh, if you go check the uh, the letters of secession from almost all those states, they all include slavery. Yeah, it's a big. I mean, big one there. I mean, had there been highlighters, I think that might have been highlighted in that whole thing. And like I said, I know some of these people are planted. I know it's so you'll watch videos like that. I get it, but there's no way all of those people were planted. And it just was like on a college. Like if you went to like a any store parking lot. I'll just. I, I'm not. I'm not going to blame a retailer. Okay. I, I can maybe get that. Maybe the mecca of consumerism. We'll call it. Yeah, maybe we'll say that's that. what we'll, we'll call it. it. Big blue logo there. We know what you're talking about. <laughs> but like on a college campus, like that's scary to me. Like free college. Right? Let's just make it. Let's just make it possible for everybody to go. Well, at this point, I mean, you know, go 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 fifty thousand dollars in debt, and we'll make it possible for everyone to go. So I don't know which one's better or worse there. But here's there's two things. No, number one, you and I, you know, I, I think I, anything that hinders people who shouldn't be there to not go is the right system. Y- you always think that people that go to college and have a college degree are these geniuses, and they're not, dude. They're not. I know. I know. Well, I, then what would be the point of going if you're not going to be on the other side of it? Intelligent to show an employer that hey, I show up on time and I got something done for four years. I can do that. I would. Think I'm I, doing that. We should go. Well, maybe we should have a Stansberry University, like Trump University, Stansberry University, the broadcasting school of Stansberry. Here's the thing: the school of hard knocks by Stansberry is not a bad idea, yeah, dude. I'm telling you, it's right not. Now. A, you know what? Speaking of that, so I watched this movie last night. Right? Okay. It's called Whiplash. Uh, Miles Teller's in it, and uh, J.K. Simmons is in it, and it's all about this kid. And I, I don't know if it was a true story or not, but it's all about this kid who's a great drummer, and he goes to like this like really great school in New York, where this guy's like like the Bobby Knight of teaching you know kids how to be like in a great band, okay, in a, a great jazz band. Like he throws cymbals at this kid, like he's spitting in his face, like it was nuts. Jeez. But it was a great movie. Whiplash is what it was called. It's a couple of years old at one Sundance. It was a really good movie. So, but J.K. Simmons tells this kid. At the end of this movie, he's like, there are no two more. There are no more dangerous words put together than good job. He was like, and they get into this story about how we're, how we're falling down now is nobody pushes anybody. And they do this story. I think it was Buddy Rich. Like somebody like threw something at him because he wasn't doing it right. And he went home and he practiced so hard that he nailed it. And they said, had they had he screwed up and somebody just said, oh, don't worry about it. You'll get it next time. He wouldn't have practiced enough to be who he ended up becoming, which was the best musician of that century or whatever the hell it is. Right. And so I was like, now, I, I, they were taking it to in a little bit of an extreme there. But I was like, you know, there's something to the math of that. There is something to the math of that. Different people respond differently to different stimuli. For sure. You, you know you, what I mean? You, you, yeah. You, you have to motivate you know, people differently. You see, you know, with NFL coaches all the time. But it, 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 but it was something where I was like, you know what? We have lost a little bit of that. No, it's not okay. Practice to, to get better. There is something to that. And there's also a little bit of an old man just, ah, oh, you kids, you don't try hard enough nowadays. Well, Back and in that day. was a little bit of a lesson learned at the end of the day. They find, you know, they found a way to like come together, you know, in the end. But it it was, uh, that, honestly, it, you know, if you like movies like that, Whiplash was very good. And to get back to the idea of the idiots on college campuses, so not only do you overestimate the importance, or not the importance, but the significance, I guess, of a college education. I do. But number two, and I think it was it's George, just because I want one. I think it was George Carlin that said it. I mean, if you consider yourself of average intelligence, which, you know, I think most people probably do, half the people that you see are dumber than you. Half the people in the world are dumber than you. And it's like, I, I, can't, I can't be surprised at all when people don't know who was in the Civil War. Can't, can't, I mean, 
mean, I, if, if half the people are dumber than me. Okay. All right. So, so another one of these questions in this video, and again, I believe people are planted, but I don't think all these kids on these college campuses didn't know who the current vice president was. Like, especially, here's why that one is a head scratcher. Fine, Civil War, forever yeah. ago, not part of your thing, whatever. Yeah. But these young college kids are all about, like, this new, uh, th- this Obama administration and Biden and all that. Like, uh, th- they're all about that be nice and inclusive nature. And they're, that's where they're all getting this, all their, their mentality from. And they don't even know who's leading that. That's crazy. Uh, well, and, uh, you're overestimating the, the uh, what do I want to say? Um, people will take a message and be like, okay, you know, and it, it's right and left. Everybody has, has been guilty of this. Both sides have been guilty of like, yeah, whatever. If I agree with, you know, this message, it doesn't matter who's saying it or how much fact is behind it or, or whatever that, you know, the case is, I, it falls in line with what I believe. So why would I even challenge myself of like, well, who is saying this and how are they saying That's this? And why are they saying this? Um, and I don't know, maybe these kids are, you know, maybe these kids aren't, you know, typical liberal college whiny. Bitches, I guess that's true. You know? I mean, I don't know who they are. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, I, I guess I'm judging a book by its cover there. there Have you been paying attention to what's been going on with this Wendy's thing? Yeah. It was it's delicious burgers, the spicy <laughs> chicken sandwiches. Great. They've got a four for four meal right now. It's the, awesome. Their, uh, their spicy chicken sandwich is amazing. So good, dude. I think it was like six months ago in the program. I, I said, I was like, if you're a corporation and you don't need to be on Twitter, I wouldn't be because all these companies were starting to get in trouble with these snarky tweets. Like they were all starting to get in trouble. And I was like, dude, you did snark doesn't play well in print. It just doesn't. And they're now in the crosshairs. Apparently they had gotten a little ballsy with some of these tweets back and forth with some people who were like calling them out or whatever. And, you know, like somebody said, where, you know, hey, Wendy's, where's the nearest McDonald's? And they showed a picture of a dumpster or whatever. And that's kind of funny. All right. Now, something had happened and they responded back. And I don't know anything about like the nature of this. Apparently, there's a meme that went wrong somewhere along the line, and uh, Wendy's used like this logo or the, this character from this meme, Pepe the Frog, which I guess has been now deemed to be a uh, – well, the Anti-Defamation League has called the meme a hate symbol, and I don't quite know what's happening here. So what is happening here? So essentially, Pepe the Frog was in some like comic, just a, an obscure character in some comic, and somewhere along the lines, um, it kind of became like an internet meme, as a little bit of an internet sensation. As it became popular, a lot of people uh, involved in the alt right is, I guess, what we're calling white supremacists nowadays. But the alt right and 4chan, that website, um, they kind of took it over and started incorporating it into a lot of their either anti-Semitic or racist or misogynistic because. You know, of the way it looks eh, just because it was what they did they thought it was funny like you know okay. it, it was just all one right. of those i don't know if there's any real reason to it it's just like hey i noticed it was all over donald trump's face for a while all over the internet and i was like this is some stupid internet thing that i don't need to know about and i just avoided it they just kind of latched onto it and okay. they did they started right. incorporating it into trump they started incorporating it into you know and it's not trying to insinuate that anybody who voted for trump feels this way but this is that racist sect of of there of is a section of it we know no, there is and and they you know decided to latch on to this okay. and it, it, Pepe the Frog exists outside of this it does it's a character that they didn't invent they didn't have anything to do with they just kind of overtook it so you you, you can you could argue they ruined somebody else's intellectual property sure you can there's no question about that and I think the the creator of it has come out and said like hey I didn't intend for this to be right because now hate mail is going to be at that dude's doorstep for right. sure I, I I didn't intend for this this wasn't my plan this wasn't what I was trying to do um and 
so in in its I guess you know meme worthy status, it has just become one of the things that you know has become kind of synonymous with racism online. Okay. So it's it's not that it's not that Wendy's was like using it in a racist fashion. I don't know if they necessarily they just weren't aware of uh, yeah of the context of it. See, that's what I'm saying. Like these companies got to be careful of trying Agreed. to be too hip. You just got to be careful. I'm not saying stop. It just I would be really careful about who I hire as my social media director. We have a really good social media director here who uh, stays on top of stuff, and make sure we're not on that you know that side of things. And but I think you got to be real careful about who's handling that for you. Of course you do. And but the thing I mean, is, that kind of job could almost be as important as like like a boardroom member now. Y- y- oh, for sure. I mean, if you really I mean, do the tweet, it. can take you down. The fact that companies will pay, you know, oh, yeah, well, he's a 24-year-old inexperienced kid. You know, well, yeah, we'll hire him and we'll put him in front of social to media. To be the microphone for your company is insanity. We'll give him $28,000 a year. It's going to be fine. That's no, there's no problem. insanity. And, uh, but the thing is, and obviously, you know, like you said, you can't not be there. You have to be there. Wendy's, you got to be on the space. I get it. Wendy's has, has, has really done well for itself. Hell, yeah. They're building a brand new one on market. <laughs> I know. Well, they're, they're redoing all the Wendy's right now. There's that new one on market. They just built that. New one in Maslin. There's new on new one up here in Everhard. And oh, I didn't all know like, that. They're all like shiny and beautiful and brilliant. But Wendy's has uh, they were recently involved with somebody on Twitter where they were like, "Yo, your burgers are frozen. They're not fresh." And Wendy's is like, "Listen, bitch, they're always fresh. They're never frozen." And he's like, "Well, what do you do? Oh yeah, yeah I you saw sh- this. You ship them in a hot truck to get to Wendy's? <laughs> no, and they're, they're like, refrigerated. No, idiot. idiot. There's refrigerated trucks. Refrigeration and freezing are different. <laughs> are different things. Yes. So, so like you know things like that. I I almost it makes me want to be like, yeah, dude, I'll go get some Wendy's. I love Frosties. That's great. I, dude, you guys are funny. You know, it, it's a place I love that I don't go all that much, though. It's weird. It, it, dude, I, I, it just. Is there anything might. better in fries than a Frosty, oh, though? Oh, so good. Man, and then a spicy chicken sandwich. Take a bite out of that. It's going to be delicious. When are they open? <laughs> <laughs> when are they open? When are they open? I'm not going to blame them for the frog thing. Yeah, I just think you got to be careful. You're right about that. Honestly, social media director for a Fortune 500 company like that should be like a $100,000 a year job. Yeah. That way you yeah. hire somebody that's like, dude, I don't want to lose this you can't get some kid right out of college pay him 19 grand and not have this happen man uh so a broadcast legend legend is wrapping it up we'll get you clued in next on the stansbury six nine welcome back to the stansbury show coming up at 8 30 we'll get you hooked up with those wwe tickets coming back to town january the 22nd can civic center you may have missed the news uh ravishing rick root now in the wwe hall of fame now, Fantone, you may not know this, but you caused quite a stir on the Twitter earlier uh, this morning when you had said, Ravishing Rick Rude, mustache of the millennium. Now, people were like, has Fantone lost his mind? Did he forget about Tom Selleck? Oh, I mean, listen, Tom Selleck is certainly has an impressive mustache. My father does as well, but Rick Rude, he's up there. I mean, you know, like I said yesterday when we were talking about uh, LeBron and, and Jordan, this isn't a, a definitive thing. It's an opinion-based thing, and you know what? I'm putting Rick Rude on my Mount Rushmore of, of mustaches. My Mount Stashmore. I'll, uh, I'll take Sam Elliott. I'll okay. Take, I'll, take, okay. I'll take Sam Elliott. Sam's got one. I mean, dude, Sam, dude, Elliott's got the sheriff stash, and that's the important, because it's not porn stash. It doesn't come off like a porn stash. Elliott's got sheriff stash. That's a good one to have. It's good. I might grow the mustache back. I uh, I don't know what I'm doing with my facial hair right now. It started off as I was on vacation and I was lazy, and now I'm like, well, dude, you're you're pretty much to a beard. Maybe I'll go sash. 
don't know. It's getting. I mean, it's cold, right? Yeah. You know, isn't the beard probably the better way to go? Probably the way to go. There, you're right. I don't want the bottom half of my face being chilly. So let me see here. We need four, right? Ravishing Rick Rude, right. Tom Selleck, right. Sam Elliott, right? Ron Jeremy, iconic figure, yeah. And referred, I mean, stashes are referred to as porn stash, and you would have to imagine he was big in that. I don't want to honorable mention uh, Ron Jeremy for Mount Stashmore. I uh, I think, but yeah, no, I uh, yeah, I'm comfortable with that for right now. Uh, also from the uh, from the wrestling world, Hulk Hogan does have a pretty luscious you know mustache right there. Is that considered to be a mustache? I don't think it is. Right, there's something else there. It's not a Fu Manchu. It's a handlebar. There's, right? there's nothing there. It's a handlebar mustache though. I think. Okay, all right. There's different levels of mustache. You got like the cop stash. You know what I'm saying? And then you can bring it down further. There's the porn stash. All sorts of different stashes. I think I might grow. I think, you know what, I might, I might do when I get home. I don't get into any of that. I find all the annoying, here's how, I'm, we're going <laughs> to, the whole facial hair explosion thing that's happened over the last four years, I find to be wildly annoying. It used to be like, that's how we could tell homeless people from, from apart from the rest of us. Now it's like, you, you we say all the time, go downtown. It's hipster or homeless. Which one is it's, it? It's a coin know. flip, man. It's a coin flip. And I find all that, oh, we're going to, I'm going to grow the kind of mustache where he put up your dukes and like that. <laughs> Salvador Dali, yeah. And, and I the mean, old barbell and that guy and like, you know, that whole Volbeat thing. It's like, I love that band, but that whole, like, we have those kind of mustaches and we sound like this and like, like you're selling newspapers on the corner. I hate that whole thing. Somebody just tweeted in one of the most iconic mustaches of all time, the Hitler. Oh, bro, but what? you can't you can't put him up. Can't make a man of the year That's, either, can I? That is well, hold on. All I right. mean, the completely different right. completely different era. Dear God. No, I can't put Hitler on Mount Stashmore. Okay. I can't. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is one of the most iconic mustaches of all time. But I will not put him I I can't put him on Mount Stashmore. I dude, I think what you do off the field <laughs> definitely comes. <laughs> what you do off the field definitely comes into whether or not you're a Hall of Famer. Right. It just okay. it just does, and I can't I can't put Hitler in. I can't do it. I never thought I would say Hitler that many times and still <laughs> laugh in my entire life. I can't I can't believe that's happening. All right, something else I can't believe is happening is a legend in the broadcast world is going to be no more. Now I believe uh, the rumors are not rumors. He says he's going to remain at the network. But you will no longer see Chris Berman after the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl wrap-up. That seems crazy to me. If you watch sports at all, you know Chris Berman. Of course. He started at ESPN, I believe it was like two months after they started. One month after the network began operations in 1979. Fantone, he's hosted NFL Countdown for 31 seasons. How old are you? 33. So right. almost my entire life. Right. I mean, my Your entire, entire life. Damn life. I, 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 I can't believe ESPN started in 79. Dude, back then, and we had it back then. And it was not 79, but like we had it really early on in the 80s, and it was like goat races. Like oh, there, was no, there was nothing on it. Well, I mean, it just, just the, the, the like infrastructure of the 24 7 sports media didn't exist then. So, right. I mean, no, the, they created this whole thing. Right. A lack of content and a lack of, of, of attention on sports. 
sports. I mean, dude, that had to be such a tough sell in the boardroom of like, no, listen, we need $3 million. And what we're going to do is we're going to do a 24-7 sports channel. And people were probably like, dude, what are you idiots talking about? We're not going to do that. It's a waste of money. Nobody wants to watch that. And look at it now. I mean, obviously. I mean, that's uh, 79. They always say, if you want to be rich, if you want to get wealthy, you have to be on the ground floor of something. And those guys were on the ground floor of a, of a major... Dude, think about how many all-day news ne- like sports networks there are now. There's a lot. Like I mean, when ESPN started, they were the sole one. There's like 50 sports networks now. Right, and I, like I said, like look at the... Just look at like how many reporters there are now, and blogs there are now, and different like waitingfornextyear.com's that now, and all those different avenues, and those all owe a huge tip of the hat to the people who had the balls at ESPN to be like, yeah, dude, this is what we're doing. I mean, yeah, the, billion, the billion dollar sports industry has to tip its hat to ESPN. It, the, the NFL has to be like, yo, bros, thanks. We appreciate you. Uh, I'll tell you a big one is fantasy football. Of course. You get fantasy course. football, all that stuff, owe their livelihood to ESPN. Now, I have been critical of ESPN over the last few years. I believe they've just done what this company's kind of done over the last decade, which is just go younger, go cheaper. And, and I've seen a lot of people get fired from there, pushed out of there, like I saw here you know, years ago. Now, our company's getting much, much better about that now. But for a while there, it was just like, let's throw everybody overboard. And <clears throat> so I've been a little critical, but you can't tell the story of sports and not have them in it. I mean, uh, my my favorite sports guy of all time, my favorite, not even sports guy, my favorite radio host, like my broadcast idol is Dan Patrick. And Dan Patrick, I mean, that's where he rose. I mean, I know he was at CNN, but then, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, he made his bones at ESPN. And it's really, you know, when you look back at, to me at least, like the iconic sports center figures that really kind of changed the way that sports was presented from like, hey, here's X's and O's into, you know, what we have now of more pop culture references and more fun, more lighthearted stuff. It was Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen, or not Rich Eisen, um, Keith Oberman, and uh, Chris Berman. Like, yeah. think- Think about, think about like watching Sports Center back in the day where it was, you know, the back, back, backs and the and all those different and nicknames Fuego. he had for dudes and all those that totally changed how we like look at sports. All now. the yeah, that that cast of like four different guys right. changed the way we speak. And uh, and when you can do that, we have a little Berman here. Let's take a listen to that. Back, 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 gone. In our first game this week, we had the Browns come away with a decisive 10-point win. See, that's why they're taking him off camera. See, he's just getting stuff wrong now. He's like 90. He's messing up. Like, he just doesn't know stuff anymore. It's a fabel. Goodbye. Some sprat, huh? He could go all the way. Burmy there. I was a little disappointed. I went online and I'm like, dude, I'll find a Chris Berman highlights video, no problem. Couldn't find one at all. Like, had to put all those pieces apart together. Uh, uh, a forty-year vet. What it is though is that ESPN will throw the hammer down at people who make like YouTube videos out of really? their stuff and block them. All the major corporations are like that. ESPN, huh. anything Disney owned, dude. If you put together like, hey, here's and an Disney ev- owns that, right? If you put together like an Avengers like montage, they're gonna make you take that down. If you put together like Disney Princess video, they're gonna make you take that down. So I'm not surprised they made you take down the Berman. He's one. gonna stay at the network. He's just not gonna be on air anymore. And so translation, let me tell you how, the, how broadcasting works. Hey, bro, people don't like you on TV anymore. So you, you've been a legend. We're not going to throw you out the door because, well, we threw Dan Patrick out. We threw Oberman out. We threw Colin Coward out. We threw Whitlock out. We threw we threw Bill Simmons out. We threw all these people out. We're like We can't keep throwing out all the legends. Otherwise, nobody's going to be into this. Well, but if nobody likes to watch him on TV anymore, why can't you throw him out? I, I, dude, I'm guessing about you know, that. I, I think it's what it is, is that the optics aren't great. I, I think, dude, you start to age, and I think maybe it's, it's not a thing. Now, I want to be sad about them yanking him off the TV set, but 
the but the truth is, like Sunday morning, they're the my last option of pregame coverage. Yeah, I usually watch Fox NFL Sunday. Yeah. Ah, see, the, the the mechanical like uh, Fox linebacker makes me crazy, and so does Terry Bradshaw. Makes me absolutely insane. I'm a CBS, uh, you know, pregame guy, or I'll or the NFL Network, and like ESPN's like my third or fourth option. I wonder, I wonder if this isn't. So it's a, you, you got to press refresh every now and again. If this just isn't him getting old and deciding not hey, want to do it. I, I I wonder if there's some sort of health Maybe. issue or something like that keeping oh, God, him. I hope not. I hope not as well. But, but yeah, I mean, you're old. I mean, it's gonna happen. Right, and inevitably, it's going to happen. And, and I, I just wonder if we'll find out, you know, three months from now, he's battling something. We put together our Mount Stashmore way too fast. Twitter <laughs> is all over us about this. We will get back into it a little later in the program. But next, unfortunately, apparently I had like a 12-year friendship end yesterday. And uh, at least I'm assuming that. And all over the, uh, the fact that I'm apparently the worst person in the entire world. And I may be. And so I, I need to examine this, and I'm sure Fantone's just going to use it as an uh, as the event <laughs> to back the bus completely right over me. We'll do that next on the Sansbury Show. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we're going to talk to Ted Bowersox, who is the uh, director and executive producer of Timeless Rivals, a documentary that will be released a little later this year surrounding the McKinley v. Maslin uh, rivalry game. And uh, I'm looking at, like, the Kickstarter campaign for it, and he's uh, he's already filmed a good portion of it. And we'll find out where he is in that process when we talk to him at 9 o'clock. But just to give you some insight here, there's Jim Trussell, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels. It's a bunch of Spielman yeah, is in this. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, and you can kind of forget that. You know what I mean? And so when you look at this, it's like, whoa. This is important and does need to be preserved as a piece of like Americana. Like I know they have the Go Tigers documentary. I've seen that a couple of times, right. and that's amazing. But I think this rivalry itself, I think it does kind of deserve that thirty for thirty kind of treatment. Fundamentally changed football forever, which fundamentally you can changed. Bet the on it for Christ's sake, I, dude. There's, there's no question. <laughs> I mean, yeah. How does that not have its own thirty for thirty? So this is a great idea. I mean, that's. I mean, you know, he's doing his own thing, but. This, of course, needs a documentary, so we'll talk to Ted 9 o'clock on the program. 8.30 is when you're getting WWE tickets. Right now is when you're getting, uh, apparently, a story about me being the worst person ever. Yeah, can't wait. Let's get into and it. And I, I believe I had what is a 12-year relationship friendship uh, uh, come to an end yesterday. Now, here, now here's where this gets crazy. This, uh, this guy is originally from right here in Canton, Ohio. And we worked together at another radio station for years, and we were really good friends, and we were very profitable together. He was a sales guy, I was an on-air guy, and we would team up a lot. And uh, I was, you know, I came through for his clients, and he signed me up with good clients. We made a ton of money together, me and this guy. Yeah, yeah. Getting friendships <clears throat> out of radio stations is kind of a hard thing to do. It is where because it's such a step on your throat business. In the in the moment, like yeah, I'm friendly with a lot of people in the building and whatever. But once I leave, you know what I'm saying? Inevitably, once that job ends, or once that show ends, or once once that part of your career ends, you don't really remain friends with people. So the fact that you remained friends with this guy afterwards, a little surprising almost. I mean, when I was completely out of the business and I was on the other side of the country and I was living in Oregon and running bars and that whole thing, we were still talking on a regular basis then. I mean, we're, we, were, we were friends. Yeah, that's rare. That is. I mean, you know, I can look back at guys I've done shows with before and, dude, I'm not talking to them anymore. I'm not like, you know, part you know part of that anymore. So, you know, he's a good dude. And he, and, and he is. And he, that's the thing. He's one of these people that he's an honest to God, good person, right? 
And I like having people around like that because I think that those are positive influences on your life. Birds yeah. of a feather and all that, yeah. right? So not only are we friends, and and but he also now works in a business where he sells like life insurance and like four hundred one k retirement kind of things, and I, I don't even totally understand it all. It's good if you're a sales dude to have multiple sales hustles. You right. know what I mean? Like there's right. a lot, there's money to be made all over the place. So he's got me interested in a couple of things that I want to do. Okay, right. just right now financially, I'm just not in a position to do it. Now their job is to tell you how you're always in a financial situation to do. He's like, dude, you don't understand. I this money you want me to give you to invest for me right now is a down payment for a car when the, my car explodes in about four months. They the big line they'll always come with is you can't afford you can't afford not to invest right, right? now. You have right. to invest right now. You're gonna be kicking your and looking at and what he has is sound. Like it is. It's really sound. You can look at like the 15 year tracking history of it. It's all good. And, and it's something I want. It's just not something I'm prepared to do right now. Okay. So he asked to have lunch with me. Okay? okay. And we've had lunch a couple of times over this last year. And I've told him a couple of times, dude, I'm just not ready for this right now. This is going to be a next contract thing. But it is something I want to do because I don't want to end up 65 with nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, so it's, I understand this, right? And so we were all set to have lunch and it was supposed to be yesterday. But then one of my bosses said, I need to meet with you today. Okay. And that was through an email. And so yesterday morning I texted my friend and I said, look, man, I got a meeting with my boss. I'm going to have to not do this now. Kind of a top priority there. It's taking care of work, right? So what happens is the show ends Boss man says to me, yo, we're still going to have this meeting today. I just need to push you off until a little later in the afternoon. Okay, totally fine with it. You're my boss. I have to work around your schedule. I get it. Yeah, we live like four minutes away. You know what I'm saying? It's not that big of a deal. Right. I'll be be right back here. Everything will be fine. Right? So I have now canceled lunch with my friend, and my boss has now pushed my meeting with him off. So I was like, okay, well, I don't have anything to do right now. Because of that. So I went to the driving range and I hit some balls and I posted about it on social networking and I got to learn not to do this stuff. And my buddy got really, really mad. Now my phone had died. And so I didn't charge it until I got back in my car when I was done. There were six text messages. Wow. He's like, come on, man, you blow me off and you're better than this and all this stuff. And I was like, yo, man, he pushed my meeting back. I had a little free time and I, and I used a little hyperbole. I was like, dude, I had a half hour, so I hit a half a buck. He's like, Skyland Pines isn't that close to the radio station. I was like, oh my God, dude, you're going to hang me up on the, I'm using fast text messaging. He pushed me up to a little later in the afternoon and then it became like four or five messages after that. And I'll be honest with you, maybe this is what makes me awful is I deleted it without even reading them. I was like, I just texted him back. I was like, dude, I'm not going to do one of these with you as if you're my girlfriend and we're dating. And I, and I chose to go out with my buddies instead of hanging out with you. I'm not doing this with you like, on that level. Like, I'm not, just not. And I deleted the messages. And we left it kind of crappy. And I don't want to because, like I said, he's a good dude. And honestly, when I first moved back to Ohio and I had like $10 in my pocket and I had no idea what I was going to do, he was one of the first people that called me and said, dude, let me take you to lunch. Let me take, take you to lunch and I'm going to tell you why your life is going to be okay. Now, sure enough, he tried to hit me up and sell me life insurance when I was like, I had $10 in my pocket. But he did. He is a nice guy. Like, he's a good dude. And he is somebody that I honestly, and I don't trust people well. This guy is somebody that I would say for sure that I trust. And so I hate that it ha- that it has to be this way, but why do people feel as if they get to be so angry about how you spend your time because you had to cancel a meeting with them? 
Well, I think you get a couple different things going on. Okay, here. maybe I'm missing stuff because I do. Here's the thing. This is why I wanted to examine it because I am known to be a little bit selfish when I want to be. A little bit, Stansberry. You know, you are a. Uh, you know, you you've based oh, your. No. Well, you've based your entire life around the concept of I want to be able to do what I want. I like. To do. Yeah, I like doing what I want. And, and, I do. And listen, at the end of the day, you've made sacrifices. I guess we can call them to you know make what? that your reality. You you don't have you don't have a wife and kids. Right. You don't have you know you you live this life. Style because this is the decision okay. you've made. Most people would call them sacrifices. You're right. So, okay. so, so, this, so this is where you are as a human being right now. I, I, I love hitting you with the bus, dude. I love throwing you under the bus. I love backing the right. bus up over you. That's pretty much one of my favorite things to do every day. And that, honestly, that's your job. Right, I mean, right, right, it's right. your job. But this time, I'm getting your back, Sansbury. Really? Mike's record scratch. Mike drop. Everyone's like, what? Oh, I really thought this was going to be longer. All right. So, so, <laughs> so every time that you've dealt with him since you've come back in the past three years, we'll call it. Yes. It seems like every time he's trying to sell you something. We, well, here's the thing. We'll always go have lunch. We'll have like an hour and a half conversation about the old days where we used to work and what's happening now. And then we'll get into football because he's a huge, and he used to work for the Browns. And so we'll get into like football. We'll talk sports. We'll do the guy thing. And then, yeah, before now it's like we're at lunch for three hours and now out comes the envelope. You right. know what I mean? Every salesperson does an icebreaker. Right. Every salesperson, oh, hey, I see you got a picture of your kids there. Tell me about your kids. Every salesperson's like, oh, hey, I see you're wearing an Indian's hat. I love the Indians now, too. one of the reasons I'm, I'm, I'm a little hesitant, I'm not crazy about what we're doing right now because this happened on another radio show. Like, he took people out who still work over there okay. and did the same thing and they blasted him on the radio the whole next day and he was heartbroken about it and he was like, you know, I am just trying to be people's friends and I am looking out for your well-being I, I am look, trying to make sure you guys are financially secure when you're done with the radio job and he is like I said he's a good solid human being dude he is honestly one of the best moral fibered piece, people maybe I've ever met but you, you, you're talking about two different things here where it's like hey if you want to be my friend and hey we go out and have lunch as friends that's okay and if you want to be my insurance salesperson fine you can be that too but those have to be two separate well, things see, but where, where that gets tricky though is what he's going to say is now on the the other side of this is I just wanted to go to lunch and be your friend and it's like I know you did but there's always going to be something on the other side of but the horizon. But you had a packet of sales information so no you didn't. You came into this knowing that your goal was selling me something. Eh, eh, I, mean, I don't I, buy it. Dude. I, I, I don't like that. We, I went through this again a couple of months ago with him where we, we met and we were, and like it got as far as like I was going to have like they were going to come here and I was going to do like the health assessment to get in okay. on this whole thing. Okay. Right. And then it started to happen and I freaked out and I was like, I need to. I need to do this, but I need I need a down payment for a car. Like, dude, I can't give you any of my expendable income right now. Like, I just can't do that right now. Like, I can't take a huge chunk of, my, of what I've saved in three years only being gainfully employed and give it to you right now. I just can't do that. Salespeople need to be used to hearing no. That is their job, and I understand that, that, that continuing after that no is a part of their job as well. But once you've made it clear, dude, that like, hey, this isn't for me right now. Thanks for the information. I've got it. I, you know. But once he keeps pushing and Every time you talk to him, he's trying to sell you something, eh, dude. To me, that sounds like to me. To me, that sounds like, hey, I'm going to use what is viewed as a friendship so I can try to sell okay. this. All right, it's, and that seems to be the way Twitter's taking it too. So I want to make this declaration because again, he's from right here. So his brother lives here, his family lives here, and if you're close to the situation, they know who it is I'm talking about. So I want to make this declaration because I really do like this guy. And you know, Amy asks via Twitter, "Is it really a friendship if he tries to you know get you to sign something every time?" Is are always an agenda. Here's why I think it's really a friendship. And I know this to be 100% fundamentally true. If I got, it's first Friday tonight, right? 
I am the kind of person who can easily get in trouble if I go out and have too many beers and, and something can go sideways. If I should happen to get myself in, in like a lot of trouble at first Friday tonight, if I picked up the phone and called this dude, he's one of the people who would come help me. Like, I know that. He would come help me. He would maybe even bail me out if it had to go that far. I know he would be there for me, and that's what makes me, like, kind of hate this about myself. Well, then he needs to understand, and he needs to be self-aware enough that just because we have a friendship doesn't mean I'm obligated to to have a business interest with you and to continue to try and every time to, to keep hitting you over the head with, hey, be my client, be my client, be my client, it undermines the friendship on his end. So here's how my convoluted brain worked yesterday on a resolution. And this is why I waited till 7.30 in the morning to discuss it. Because I know what I know his schedule loosely and this and that. So we're friends, right? And this whole thing where we're a friendship. So my plan was this. We've now examined it. I feel terrible about it. I will continue to feel terrible about it. It's just who I am. Now, I was going to leave it open to this. I had to blow you off yesterday for a work meeting. But if we're, if we're friends... You should be listening to me, right? I do this for a living. It's uh, it's something that uh, that needs the support of of your peers. Like, so you should be hearing this. Is my point. And if you are, then that shows the dedication to me. And I'll meet with you today. How about? But now you're putting your you, by doing that. You're both agreeing that hey, there's a business end to our friendship. We're putting stipulations on our friendship. I don't expect my friends to necessarily listen to the show. I think it's great. I, know. I, think, just, it's, I think it's great when they do. But I don't. Most I, of my real friends don't because they're like, dude, I know you. I don't. I don't care about that. Right. And I don't expect. Yeah. I don't expect my business, what I do for a living, to be a top priority for them or a stipulation of our friendship. If if my friends are listening right now, that's awesome. But I'm not going to. Well. I don't know if I can keep being friends with you if you don't support me in business. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's a dangerous territory to get into. You, you, you're right about it. You're that. not the worst person in the world. All right. Well, maybe you are the worst person <laughs> in the world, but this isn't why. I, uh, I, I just, you know, I don't, like I said, it, if I needed help, I know this person would help me because I've seen it happen in the past. And so, and the only prediction you have for future behavior is past behavior. And he's always been there for me when I needed him and vice versa. And so I just, there are people, like, I walk away well. Like, when it's time for me to walk away from somebody, I'll cut you like that, and I don't care at all. But there are lists of people where that's not okay, and I would have, and I would want to grandfather him on one of these lists. When he comes down to help you, when he comes down to bail you out, how long until he says, hey, sign this piece of paper? I think on that particular night, doesn't happen, realizes he can use it to guilt me three days later. But it would happen. So I'm okay here? I think you're okay. Because here's the thing. that ruined my afternoon yesterday, because I was like, I want to be happy because I hit the ball so damn well. And then I was in the meeting with our boss like after that, and I was like, honestly, I'm not even sure I heard everything in that meeting correctly because I was like evaluating who I am as a person. And I was like, oh, my God, this is getting crazy. What the hell is happening to me? Like, I never used to care. Now I do. And I guess that's what, uh, adulthood, is that what they call Something it? Something like that. I don't like it. It's an uncomfortable feeling. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hey. 069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online, WRQK.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Ted Bowersox, who is the director, executive producer of Timeless Rivals, a documentary examining the rivalry between McKinley and Maslin and the football uh, rivalry that's a little bitter to the end. I thought it was only important one week out of the year. Oh, come on. Dude, no? Don't do that. Don't, don't no? Do that. Yeah, right. we, were, we were once told that by, a member, by somebody uh, in this building, and I was like, and again... 
Not that, you know, Canton's far from where I'm from or whatever, but when you don't have a full-blown understanding of the area yet and you move into a place and you take over a job at a radio station, if somebody tells you something like that, you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, you've been here forever. You might know. And think about how dangerous of a statement that was to say to me. As a guy who didn't have history with the market, that's a dangerous thing to say to me. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I think I can remember looking at you and being like, no, that's not true. It's always important. More than that, we walked out of that meeting and you were like, look, dude... If, 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 and I didn't know you from Adam, really. And you were like, dude, if you're going to trust me on anything, it's that this is a big deal. And I was like, no, I kind of remember my dad was kind of involved in it, you know, a lot, you know, as a kid growing up. And like, he was down here a lot. And, you know, he used to talk to me about it. I was like, I, it seems like that. And then we, like we said yesterday, we went to that KFC and like five dudes who were in their 50s showed up wearing Maslin jerseys. And I, they were like talking about how it's like the biggest. And I was like, dude, that game's not for like another six months. We don't care. We're starting now. Yeah, Tigers v. Bulldogs is pretty important around here. Yeah, that was uh, that pretty was interesting. important. Yeah, big deal. Huge deal. So we'll talk to Ted Bowersox at 9 and at 8.30. Uh, you're going to get hooked up with some WWE tickets. They're coming back January 22nd, Civic Center. Now, uh, keeping with that, uh, Rick Rude, now in the in the Hall of Fame, uh, we got into a... Uh, Ravishing Rick Rude. Sorry. Sorry. Ravishing. Sorry. We got into a uh, greatest mustache of all time conversation. We put together a uh, a Mount Stashmore, and it was pretty fast. Right. And uh, uh, Twitter taking us out to the woodshed for it, so we're going to reexamine eight thirty. Okay. And uh, we'll we'll get some honorable mentions in there. Okay. And the like, but uh, uh, a wrestler, buddy, and UFC fighter, uh, Brock Lesnar, yeah. suspended for a year, not going to be able to fight in the UFC for a year. And uh, I, uh, not that I'm the biggest Brock Lesnar fan. But big star for the UFC, and that's a business that's hurting for stars right now. Um, Your biggest female star you've had since the beginning of the sport is... It's probably over. I don't want to say that, but but she's probably done, I would think. You could just tell early on in that fight, the first time she got punched in the face, it was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And you can't keep... Pushing the comeback. She had right. her one shot at the comeback. Right. If she were to decide, hey, she lost her last two fights. If she were to decide, hey, I'm coming back in the octagon, it doesn't get the same pomp and circumstance. Right. It just can't. It, it can't. And so you got Connor who's holding you hostage. Right. And is honestly, he's on the wrap it up clock, too. I mean, he's not going to fight that many more times, especially now because he knows he's going to cash. And the next two fights, Connor McGregor is going to cash in huge. And then that's going to be it. He's probably going to be done. So now the UFC is like thirsting for stars. Now I know what everybody in Ohio is going to say, Cody Nolov, and you're right, that kid's amazing. What and about he's Stipe? Gonna, and he's going to be a great. He's going to right now. But see, the UFC is like, think about this. You can say Brock, people know who you're talking about. You can say Ronda, and everybody in the country knows who you're talking about. You can say Connor, and everybody in the country knows who you're talking about. You say Stipe, I don't think everybody in the country knows who you're talking about. You say Cody, not everybody, they're just not there yet. Oh, dude, you can say their whole names, and not everybody in their country knows who you're talking about. They're just not there yet. Not that they're not qualified, not that they're not great, not that they're not going to be. It's just they, America hasn't wrapped their arms around them as the stars yet. They're not superstars. They're not. They're not. They're not. And so this sport that I love is kind of in, like, not that they're in danger. I mean, they just sold for a ton of money and all this thing. And, you know, the, you know, the pay-per-views still, you know, do well and all this stuff. But Dana White's kind of in a situation here now where it's like, well, we got to figure out what we do now. Now, that I will go back to Cody No Love there. That fight between him and TJ Dillashaw is going to be a Amazing, and if I could get tickets for it, I don't know where it will be. They haven't even decided they're going to fight. But 
If I could get tickets for that, that is a UFC fight that I would want to be at. I've heard rumors it might be at the Yorksville Community Center. I don't know if that's true. but well, homecoming there. I heard rumors. Well, I mean, Steve, I got to fight the queue. Opening act, daytime. It's going to be sweet. I think it should be at that Hardy's. Hells yeah, dude. It should be, a, it should be in that Hardy's parking lot. Hardy's parking lot, bro. Dude, tell me Cody Nolov didn't, punch, didn't knock people out in that parking lot before. I'm sure it's well, happened. <laughs> dude, you come full circle there. I, uh, I, uh, I, 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 I think the problem with this and the problem with Brock Lesnar, both in the UFC and in the WWE, is that he's not an actual employee. He's this special occasion. I come in and I fight when I want to. I come in and I have, you know... Well, in the UFC, you're all kind of independent contractors. But, but he's not an active member of that... No, he's circuit. kind of I'll do it when I want kind right. of guy, and that's that's a problem, and I, that's why I've always and, and guys both, like that can hold you hostage. He, he does it in both, you know, UFC and WWE, and I just I, I mean, I, I I like I I can admit I like Brock Lesnar. I, I think he's obviously a great fighter. There's no there's no debating that. I mean, right. one of the most decorated wrestlers of all time, obviously UFC champion, WWE. Um, but he just it, he irritates me. Like he just the way he. The way he kind of exploits both fan bases and both federations, I, now, did something that rubs me the wrong way. They're not going to let him fight in the UFC over, because he tested positive for some substances you're not allowed to have in your system for fights, right? And so the UFC's not going to let him fight for a year. Now, is he going to be in the WWE? Like, is there is there going to be, like, uh, do, do you people care about that at all? Like, um, when you're watching that stuff, is there, like, the whole, you use steroids so we're not cool with you? Well, they Does test, wrestling have that? They test regularly because Vince McMahon got sued big time by superstar Billy Graham back in the day. Oh, I remember that. Um, So, WWE drug tests, and, and they drug test not only for performance-enhancing drugs, they drug test. So, it, it doesn't happen all that frequently, but Roman Reigns recently got, you know, put on the shelf for, I think it was a month or two. Because oh, that's of, right, that's right. He failed a uh, uh, performance-enhancing drug test. And the thing I'll say about that is it's just not nearly as important because it's fake. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, like, oh, dude, those performance-enhancing drugs are giving him the advantage in winning the WWE title because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just about your size at that point and, and being impressive. And right. Being, right, being impressive on screen. So, no, WWE fans don't necessarily care. As long as your theater stays your theater. Which makes I'm not knocking it, but, I mean, that's what it is. So that's, Okay. I th- UFC fans do care. Of course. Like, if you take a substance that can make you... Yeah, we, we do care about that. And they overturned that that decision, that uh, that Mark Hunt fight. They turned it into, like, a like a non-competitive thing or whatever. And uh, so, so they stripped him of that win. But that doesn't matter. I mean, Mark Hunt doesn't... I mean, what does Mark Hunt get out of that? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, you, 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 you don't get to be the size of Brock Lesnar and the muscle mass on that dude without putting something in you. Like, I know, oh, dude, no, I can naturally work out. And listen, you can get amazing results not pumping steroids into you. But, dude, Brock Lesnar I don't think you end up looking else. like a freak. Right. Like, he's a freak of nature. Another freak of nature. Donald Trump. And uh, he's in the crosshairs again. There's a l- Honestly, there's three different kind of Trump things going on. We're going to get into them all next on The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show and Rock 106.9. Coming up in about a half hour, you'll get hooked up with WWE tickets. January 22nd, Civic Center. Pass those out around 830. Uh, we got to get right into this because uh, there's a lot going on. we got three different uh, stories we're going to cram into one break here. Uh, the Trump thing, man. Like I, like I said during the election, I wasn't sure it was the right guy to lead the country, but if you have the job I have, he's going to be great for it because <laughs> he, he supplies a lot of... Have you heard about this? And... Uh, 
I want to be careful here because I've seen the numbers of how this county voted. You love this guy. I don't care what your coworkers are telling you right now at work. I saw I saw the numbers. Dude, Star County voted for him in droves. So I'm I, I just want to be a little careful because obviously a lot of you support him, right? It's now they're now saying that it's undeniable that Russia had interfered recent presidential election. And they went as far as to say that the our old Cold War foe is a threat to the nation. Now, the first question is, did this Russian hacking sway the results of the election? Now, James Clapper, the director of national intelligence, said there's no way for our, our U.S. agencies to totally know that. Asked about the possible effect of the disclosure of private information stolen by hackers, Clapper said, the intelligence community can't gauge the impact it had on the choices of the electorate. But he did say Russian hacking did not change any vote tallies. Now, it's important to point out here, Yahoo News says that Clapper's testimony to the Senate Armed Services Committee was short on concrete evidence of Russian activities. But they say it raised the stakes in the intelligence community standoff with Trump. And Clapper indicated the agency will not back down in their assessment, even if that threatens a prolonged crisis of confidence with Trump. I guess, first of all, do you have confidence in U.S. intelligence? I mean, without that, aren't we? I mean, I want I want to, because without that, I I, we live in a very scary time. I um, can I just be honest? And this is one of those things I don't know who to believe. It, it really, like, I, I really don't. I don't know who to believe here. I, I could see this happening for sure, but I could also, I, I could, I could see orchestrated events against a guy that we don't like and that we're fearful of. I could see that too, and I don't know. To be honest with you, I think it's probably more likely that two super powerful dudes got together to get what they want, and so I'm inclined right now to go with the U.S. Intelligence Committee. I don't think that like Trump was in on this. I don't think this was this was you know hey they just did this to get what they wanted what they wanted okay. out of it and and, and and Trump essentially was just kind of one of the pieces on the board getting moved around. We all know how good the Soviets are at chess too. Um, but they well, I mean, and, and, and this isn't the first time that this has happened with Russian, you know, uh, government is they've influenced elections in Asia. They've, uh, they've worked to influence elections in Europe. So like this isn't this isn't just coming out of left field. This has never happened. It's before. not unheard of. Right. Like I said, I'm inclined to believe our intelligence. I'm inclined to believe that. I'm telling you, man, I, I think there's, I, I've been saying it all along, and the 20th isn't here yet. I, I don't know what can happen, but I, 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 did, I think this, we might see the shortest lived presidency maybe ever. Two weeks right now. We got 14 days until the 20th. I don't know. I'm, in, I'm inclined to believe our intelligence community, though. I am. I, it, it's, it's really boggled my mind how many people have said, oh, pff, well, dude, the CIA, the FBI, who are they? 
I'm, dude, I feel like Hillary was the one who was doing And it's just like, I, 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 by no stretch am I trying to say like, oh, well, this negates the entire election and, and this. And regardless who won here, even if Hillary Clinton would have won or uh, Barack o- Obama won another election or whatever, the fact of the matter is, is there was outside influence on our elections. Regardless of who wins, we should all be concerned about this. This shouldn't be a partisan issue. No, 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 this, no, no, no. This, is, this is an American thing. Right. This is yeah. taking care it of is. our country, yeah. our system of of doing things for sure and making sure that there's integrity in our voting and and that's a huge concern for everybody you're so concerned about making sure everybody has a goddamn id like there was zero and you show me you show me an example of of a voter fraud at the ballot which was everybody was so afraid of we better be standing out there wearing red shirts making sure that you don't vote twice show me an example of that you can't here we have the fbi and the cia saying that russia had something to do with it. i don't know if i believe it you're getting an unclassified uh, version of the report next week, by the way. So we are going to get to see it. Now, Republican John McCain, chairman of the Senate panel, pressed James Claver to whether or not Russia's actions constituted an act of war. Clapper responds and says, it's a very heavy policy call that's more appropriate for others in the government to decide. Translation, yes. Right? I mean, that sounds like a long yes to me, but maybe I'm reading it wrong. Now, John McCain, obviously a, uh, what do I want to say, a, a very well-known Republican, yeah. a, a, a guy who has you know dedicated his life to serving America. Had he picked anybody else but Sarah Palin, may have won the presidency. Very well may have won the presidency. I'm not going to say guaranteed, but he could have. I, I, uh, I was reading comments in the Fox News section of this story yesterday, and dude, there were people... And I, I, I don't want to quote it exactly, but there were people who said John McCain is a disgrace to the uniform he once wore. Oh, I hate a that. Goddamn war hero. I hate that. A war hero. The I hate definition that. of a war hero. Yeah. Somebody who has served his entire life, number one, in service of America. As soon as he was done with serving America, he served the Republican Party. And you're going to say he's a disgrace you know what, to the uniform? You know what I hate about that? You know what I hate about that? That same guy that wrote that in the comment section of Fox News, he's the same kind of guy who would call a radio show like this one and be like, you never played wide receiver. You don't know what it's like. You can't judge them. And it's like, so you're the same kind of guy that's like, dude, we can't judge pro athletes, but we can judge soldiers out loud? Uh, dude, I said all along during the election that was one of my least favorite things Trump did is when he when he when he said you know John McCain's a war hero why because he got captured I like people who didn't get captured I said all along that was one of my least favorite things he said because I found it to be disrespectful disagree with his policy say oh, John want, McCain right? fine whatever sure. but dude to call it to say that he's but, a disgrace to his uniform you got to keep it in bounds you got to keep it in bounds you can disagree with people but you do have to keep it in bounds and and we have a hard time with that now online that my friends is deplorable ooh I like it it is. All right, let's move forward. Okay. Because I know there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be like, ah, you know what? You guys are falling for fake news and all this stuff, right? I got it. So now the wall, right? The wall, the wall, the wall, the wall, the wall, the wall. So I have it here. And a reversal of his positions the way it had been, the way we've seen him do pretty much with everything. Trump is now going to ask Congress, not Mexico, to pay for the border wall. Well, it wasn't like a cornerstone of his entire, you know, policy, and this is how he was going to get elected. People didn't, people weren't like chanting that or anything. He barely even talked about a wall. Now I have his tweet here, uh, the surrounding this subject. The dishonest media does not report that any money spent on the building the Great Wall, for sake of speed, he says, will be paid back by Mexico later. So here's what he's saying: We're fronting the money. Mexico is going to pay us back later. Don't have money for health care. 
don't have money for for veterans on the street. Don't have money to make sure that kids in America get fed. But we're going to pay for this wall. Mexico's going to pay us back. I mean, the wall was like a big thing of his campaign. I mean, we have some audio here. Take a listen. Maybe they will, but I don't see it. Maybe I mean, Mexico will pay for the wall. I don't buy it. I mean, remember when he went and had that meeting with the president of Mexico? And that guy, he did, did the guy swore. Remember, he used the F word, that, that guy. Now, here's the thing, okay? And I talked about this during, uh, you know, uh, the election season. There's a difference between a border wall and a fence that Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton both voted for twice. And I think most intelligent people in America will agree that we need some sort of border. This 120-foot wall or whatever the hell it is, like the like Jericho, dude, America's not going to be Jericho. That's not going to happen. At least I don't think so. Now, I, I don't know everything. I know a lot of stuff. I don't know everything. And if, I don't buy Jericho America, though. If you, if you, <laughs> think, if you think that, okay, we're going to build this wall, and that's, number one, going to stop illegal immigrants, number two, that's going to stop drugs getting transferred in, and number three is going to stop terrorists. You, you, you don't understand billion dollars that are being made off of those crimes. You don't. You don't think that they're. You don't think that they're going to come in through Canada. For sure they are. <laughs> you don't think they're already coming in through Canada. I mean, they are. Are we building two walls? Because if we're building one, we need to build two. Build the dome. Build the dome. If we're going to do this, let's do it right. Let's not. Let's let's lock everybody out. Let's do. We'll get Miami weather all year. It'll be awesome. They'll pay us back. Come on. What's the conversion rate on the money? They'll pay us back. I don't buy that. With what money you do? They can't even have jobs at Ford anymore. You're taking them all away from Mexico. Now, to, to be fair to this, I'm for border control. I'm for us being strict. Sure, dude. I'm for it. I don't think anybody's like, you know what we need? Loose it's, just, it's just, you know what? Everybody come uh, in. I, I think there are probably some people, but I take your point that most are not. And most and, and most intelligent people, most people who are close to, you know, things that matter, is sure, there's fringe groups on both sides. Of every side, there's extremes. But, dude, I would say most common sense liberals understand the fact that, yeah, there has to be some sort of a, a system in place to make sure that terrorists, drugs, and, and illegal immigrants aren't getting in. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm all for people wanting to come here, and I'm all for them being here, but I want you to do it the right way. And uh, I have long said that, that America made one huge mistake, and that was, this place is awesome. Let's tell everybody it's the best place ever. What we should have done is, dude, America's great. Shh, they're going to want to come here. Like, we should have kept it included. Dude, the, America should have been like a country club. Hard as hell to get in this because of how great it is. Pool's always warm. Course is always in great shape. It's awesome here, man. Lock it down. So, for the first time this year, 2016, more illegal Mexican immigrants left the country than came in. Just saying. Maybe it's not that big of a problem. And how much do you want to play? Do you want American farmers to have jobs? And how much do you want to pay for blueberries? If, dude, if you're talking America only, America only, America only, you tell me how much you want to pay for produce. That, that is a good argument. I mean, well, dude, the food price is going to go through the roof. White people ain't going out there and picking yams. That's not happening. 
Come on now. Probably not. Come on now. Probably not. Screw American farmers. I don't care about them. We'll just import all of our food from wherever. M- Mexico? I don't know. Honestly, this might not be true anymore, but when I lived in California, you weren't allowed to bring fruit into California from Mexico. Like, they made you leave it at the border because of, they don't have the, like, the same guidelines about bugs and all that kind of stuff that we had. Now, that may have all changed. I haven't lived in California in a long, long time, so that may have all changed by now. But I remember we did, like, we had, I don't know, we had mangoes or something, and we were trying to bring them back, and. I mean, they treated it like it was cocaine. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that guy on the exit ramp of the, of the California freeway, he's got to sell you oranges. You can't have your own. Dude, you go into Mexico, it's not even fruit, it's chiclets. Like, you go to Tijuana, it's just four-year-old kids, 3 a.m. in the morning, just throwing chiclets at you. <laughs> Swear to God, that's a real thing. You ask anybody who's been to Tijuana, that's a real thing. All right, one more Trump story, then we got to head to break. But uh, So we've now seen NBC has continued their program the Celebrity Apprentice, right? Yeah. Made Trump uh, even more famous than he was before it happened. And now Arnold Schwarzenegger's back at it. Phantom found an interesting story about this. What did he have to say about this? Uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to. You, you can paraphrase. Him, yeah. but the paraphrase was um, the uh, the Apprentice ratings came out. Huge nosedive. Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, couldn't ra- couldn't couldn't rank up to the juggernauts or the ratings juggernaut of DJT Donald J. Trump. Dude, you're the president, bro. What are you? Come on, man. You can't be petty when you're the president. Okay. You, you can't be. We do got to clear this up, and we were wrong about this, and I appreciate people holding our feet to the flame on this. I really do. I'm not being sarcastic. Um, it was the former president of Mexico who had basically said, F him, we're not building the yes, wall. Yes, that said, F him, but right. the current president of Mexico said, we are not building the wall. After yeah, that did happen. Vincente Fox. It's the new guy. Yeah, so the new no. guy said he's not so building no. the wall. So no, so yes, Vincente Fox, he was the one who said, F him. And the president of Mexico said, we're not paying but, for that but, wall. But both guys have said they're not building the wall. This is a guy who agrees with you, so let's okay. let's not take his head off. Okay. Dwayne's a good dude. Listens every day. Get him fired up. Yeah, no, he's a good guy, and he agrees. He's a bleeding heart, chain himself to a tree liberal like you. Crazy. Absolutely crazy that we're talking about all these Donald Trump stories. Yesterday, he called Chuck Schumer, Senator... A, a clown, and that's not even on the radar. That's not even nobody even cares about that. That he called a a a, a an elected official that in the, the head senator of the Democratic Party, he called him a clown, and it's like oh whatever. If Obama called a Republican a clown, come on, you think? Yeah, or is stuff like that happened now so many times, even before Trump, that it, like that wouldn't have maybe caught fire? I don't know about that one. Give me an example of of a president calling a ranking member in, in the of, of the other party a clown. Give me an example. Oh, I guess I don't have that one. I mean, I know there's been guys who have challenged each other to fights on the House floor and like all that kind of stuff. But not, like, not the but president. Somebody's going to nitpick you here and say president-elect. Somebody's going to nitpick you there. I'm just saying. I, I don't know. But you're as was Barack Obama as a president-elect calling people clowns. I'm not sure. Call him it. President Trump. Call him President Trump. Call him President Trump. I do it. No, no, he's president-elect. He'll change on January 20th. <laughs> God. There you go. Like I said, man, this stuff makes me nervous because I've seen the polling data. You guys voted for him in record numbers here. Like, dude, Trump was like Jesus popular here. I mean, it was crazy. Makes me a little nervous. Yeah, dude, if he would have... if he Not of you, but of the fact that sometimes the views of this program don't reflect the area. That does make me nervous sometimes. And if, if he would have upheld all of his promises and if he were going to, you know, hey, I'm going to do all these things, I would say, you know what, maybe we were wrong. But he's not going to do any of those things. None of them. You were wrong. All right. I, I, I want to get back into some lighthearted things. Okay. okay? Right. A little earlier the, the, this morning, we had uh, 
we had hastily put together Mount Stashmore of like the best of mustaches, and Twitter's not having it. Like we left a lot of people off this list. We're gonna have to re-examine. We'll do it next on the Stansbury Show. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. Coming up at nine o'clock, we'll talk to Ted Bowersox, the uh, director and uh, executive producer of Timeless Rivals. It's a uh, documentary surrounding uh, well the greatest rivalry in all of sport, McKinley v. Maslin there. Expected to be out in October. It's got a little Kickstarter campaign. Uh, a lot of the filming's been done, but obviously, dude, movies are not cheap. And so uh, they're trying to reach a goal there. We'll talk to Ted 9 o'clock in the morning, find out how you guys can help out. And uh, we have a pair of WWE tickets, and that's important because earlier this yes. morning, we found out that Ravishing Rick Rude, now a member of the Hall of Fame for the WWE. And Fantone had said off the cuff, is we're in the live radio business, so you know you're in the live opinion business. And he just said, I believe that Ravishing Rick Rude has one of the best mustaches of the millennia. Now, I believe you said mustache of the millennia. And we so we examined it a little earlier in the program, and we kind of came up, Fanto came up with, you know, Mount Stashmore. And uh, we, we hastily put it together, and it was Ravishing Rick Rude, Sam Elliott, Ron Jeremy, and Tom Selleck. And while we were having the conversation, people were tweeting in, and somebody said, what about the Hitler? And I had said, I was like, now look, Hitler, obviously, iconic mustache. It cannot be denied. But what you do off the field is going to negatively affect whether or not you're a Hall of Famer. So I'm going to keep him off. I mean, honestly, what he did off the field, pretty bad. So I'm keeping him off the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's a lot of uh, gray area when it comes to morality. But Hitler, I think I'm on the the wrong side. That one was pretty bad, the Hitler thing. So yeah. So uh, like I said, off field activity i'm keeping it uh you know out of the hall of fame now somebody had okay. responded back to me and said you know i think you're being unfair i don't think it's the hitler mustache it's the chaplain yeah sure if you're a big fan of 1920s silent films but i think everybody now i think 100 years after i think when we see that little tiny mustache remember when jordan had it in that haynes commercial he had that little tiny mustache right there and everybody no. nobody well nobody was calling it the chaplain everybody was calling it the hitler I don't remember that at all. That happened? Let me find it. Let me find it. <laughs> Jordan Hitler. I, uh... He had this little guy. Oh, what? There it is right there. Jordan had this little, in this Haynes commercial, he just had this little, line, a little tiny Hitler mustache, and it was just in, like, one commercial, and he just had this little, like... I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Yeah, he was selling t-shirts nobody, or underwear or something like that. How come nobody brings that up in the Jordan v. LeBron? <laughs> right? Where's the Dude, LeBron never had the Hitler. Never had the Hitler. Never. Oh, my God. Le, never had the Dude, LeBron just passed Jordan. I just, <laughs> I come into that. I, dude, I don't ever remember that. I, 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 that must have been something I forgot it happened. Now, some other honorable mentions here. Freddie Mercury. Yeah. From Queen. Iconic guy. Uh, left his mark on the world. Fantastic stash. Uh, I mean, best or mustache. in his world, I believe they called it prison vagina. Ah, <laughs> the uh, the best mustache in rock and roll. I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, dude, you see, you're getting back to mustache of the, the millennia, buddy. You gotta be careful with that stuff, dude. Think about the '70s rock scene. I mean, Zappa had one hell of a mustache. There's yeah, no question about that. Frankie did have a good one. Yeah. I mean, the Beatles were all stashed up at that one point, too. Remember, they were all yeah. doing drugs and, 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 and being good. Mustaches. Yeah. Lemmy, I don't know if Lemmy counts as a stash, though, because he had the chops connected to it. Mm, yeah, not. it's too different to put him on stash more. Okay. 
All right. Well, I mean, if, I think Freddie Mercury um, and 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 and, uh, and Zappa, they've got to be. What's that? What's the kid? What's that guy's name from the Oklahoma City Thunder? The, uh, the, the Stephen guy, Adams. Yeah, Stephen Adams. He yeah. looks like he's from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, the, like his stash is pretty good. Um, people, I don't know uh, this one. Who the hell is Blackjack Mulligan? Uh, an old pro wrestler. Okay, yeah, I don't know who that is. Old pro wrestler, yeah. Um, uh, Burt Reynolds, I think, is obviously on the list. Oh, good one, buddy. John Holmes was tweeted into us. Uh, Groucho Marx, Salvador Dali. I think that's, uh, dude. I know it was a weird, like, long. But, yeah, the hand. Yeah. Uh, but and uh, there's so many different kinds of mustaches we have to factor in too, because uh, the Fu Manchu alone should be its own separate category. You start looking at all those Shaw Brothers films and well, all those Kung Fu dudes with the Fu Manchu. Maybe it's not Mount Sashmore. Maybe it's like Stash Park. Maybe, maybe it's like an amusement <laughs> park. And you get mustache rides, maybe. Um, I know they're not uh, people, per se, but two characters with iconic mustaches, Ron Burgundy and uh, the dude from uh, Parks and Rec, Ron Swanson. Yeah, I can't go with fakes, though. Okay. All, All right. right. I, you know, dude, this is Mount Sashmore. Dude, this is like a highly accredited thing. Um, yeah, highly accredited. No, it though. is. Scientific almost. No, it is. Uh, Steve, it's, dude, it's easier to become president than it is to become Mount Sashmore. Steve Prefontaine was listed, uh, you know, the, the 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 runner. I don't know if that's okay. Okay, I, I, was, I, I didn't remember who that was. Well, then off, I'll, I'll off Mount Stashmore if we don't remember who you are. You're missing a huge one. Oh, and, and honestly, and did you, who did you say? You said, oh, yeah, you almost gave Freddie Mercury best mustache in rock. No. Who? No. Who? John Oates, baby. Ah, Jeremy Carney. Jeremy, dude, that tweet was golden because, dude, yeah. Oates, Oatesy had a nice stash. Well, yeah, I mean, Hall was doing all the work and Oates was just over there growing that mustache. Um, Freddie Mercury uh, is, is is high up on that rock star list. Uh, dude, do I want to put uh, Oates over? Nah, I think Freddie I Mercury. I mean, Freddie Mercury, it. bigger musician. So if we were going to actually do them on Sashmore, it would have to be Mercury. Well, I don't want to just let it be your accomplishments, you know, in your in your field. The, the accomplishments in mustache. Nobody has both. He has a great stash <laughs> and the better musical career. The, the, the accomplishments in mustache. Bigger. Uh, Walter career, Cronkite, I, I saw, was put on the list. And okay. I, I mean, he dude certainly had a, had, had a stash there. And Alex Trebek. Remember when he had that stash? He had that lip warmer. Trebek had a great one for a while. Yeah, he did. He now did. people are saying Magnum PI. Again, he was on our original Mount Sashmore. People got, you know, upset about the list. Again, the original one was Ravishing Rick Rude, Sam Elliott, Ron Jeremy, and Tom Selleck. Again, I think now, and I know he's just got into the Hall of Fame, but given some of these other honorable mentions, Rick Rude might not be might not be a big enough celebrity for the highly accredited mm. Mount Stashmore. Mm. Luckily, we all get to make our own mustache wars. <laughs> you know, I don't know if we're really going to carve these men's faces into a, into a mountain, but you know, I don't know. Rick Rude, we put, I'm not. I don't know. He gets bumped off. Then you're gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna have to help me here because um, I don't know if I remember who this person is. Jamie Heineman. Mm, I don't know if I knew who that Jamie is. Hineman, so so there. Uh, so we'll leave that that person off. Uh, Groucho. Once again, you're getting into 1920s, like early, you know, silent films. Uh, somebody else is probably going to take Groucho Marx's position. Here's though. another good one via Twitter. Dan Winger came up with a good one. Baba that- Booey. Ah. Gary does have like the ultimate porn stash. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I mean, talk about, I mean, he's, he's a pop culture icon. Baba Booey is. Uh, it'd be hard. It'd be hard not to put him on there. And man. So maybe. 
difficult decisions on this. Thing. See, that's what I'm shy. saying. This is highly accredited. It's it, 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 we, me, we probably need another panel member. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know, but I, I, you know what I mean? I don't want to swing the doors closed of the Stash Hall of Fame. And I, I, I mean, I want to make sure we have this right. Well, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, much like every other Hall of Fame, you can't, you know, blow it all right out, right out you know of the gate. You know what we'll do? You know what we'll do? What are we doing? Is we're going to take this seriously. Oh, there's been, okay. All right. You laugh all you want. We're going to take this seriously. There's been great stashes all throughout history. So coming up in March, there's a natural bracket challenge. So I will now. My boss doesn't think doing an NCAA tournament on the website is a good idea. Maybe he'll think you know Mount Stashmore, like little NCAA tourney for the stashes. What do you think about that, buddy? I think we could probably get it done. I'll see if my dad wants to be involved. He's got a legendary stash himself. You know what? Local hero might not be. That's a good Tom category. Fantone, he's got one. Local. He's, got one. he's always had one. <laughs> All right, we have some WWE tickets. Yeah. January twenty second at the Civic Center. Caller twenty right now. One eight hundred two four three seven six two five. We'll get you inside of that and uh, be right back with more Sansbury. Show. Hang on. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. This Mount Stashmore thing won't die. Uh, Jason writes in and says, How about Teddy Roosevelt, you dumbasses? Okay. Solid pick, right? Okay, there. that's a good pick. That's Solid a good pick. pick. I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you want to continue this because oh, no. well, I've, I, you brought up the idea of doing an NCAA type tourney. I love it. I've already got uh, different, different like section set off. I feel like we should have a historical mustaches. Teddy Roosevelt, Genghis Khan, Mark Twain, people like that. Okay. Fictional mustaches. Um, you know, like I said, Ron Swanson, Ron Burgundy. Okay. Somebody said a cartoon uh, Yosemite, Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam. That should certainly be in yeah. it. Current mustaches. People who are, you know, mustaching right now. Tom Selleck and whatnot. And then I don't know what the fourth like what the fourth uh, division should well, be. Well, it's not March yet. We got some time yeah, to put it together. And we also found out via the audience, you guys. I love you guys, man. We don't know stuff. You're you're just you're on it. You're smarter than Jamie us. Jamie Heineman is apparently one. Uh, he's that guy that always wore that weird hat and the glasses in MythBusters. Oh. He's that dude. And yeah, okay. that is that's a good stash. What about the dude from uh, what was that motorcycle show? American Choppers. That dude had. Oh a huge yeah, stash. yeah. Oh my God, you're right. That guy, man, those guys were all over the TV for a while, too. I'm glad I have a weekend project now, just Googling mustache. Sorry, honey. <laughs> I have to ignore you. Stash more calls. Yeah, I'm looking at Sam Elliott pictures, babe. Dude, no, I can't have sex with you right now. So I just read this really weird story, and I got I, I to gotta handle this pretty quickly because okay. I, I want to make room for Ted Bowersox, the, uh, the director, executive producer of uh, Timeless Rivals. I am... Um, I read this story about a guy in, I, I believe it's Japan or China, okay. and he's been living with his wife, and he hasn't spoken to her in 20 years. Now, that sounds crazy, yeah. right? Now, it's not quite 20, but this happened in my family, all right? And my dad's, I've talked about this a couple of times, my dad's family all hails from New Philly. That's like that's where they're all originally from. My dad used to ha- have to spend summers on his Uncle Ray's farm, Ray Stansbury down there. Some of you listening may know him or knew him. But yeah, that's where my dad's, oh, the, the, their whole family's from. And apparently, and I don't know if people in New Philly still do this or not, but apparently when I was growing up, there was a card game that I had never heard of anywhere else in the country except for in New Philadelphia. And it was called Yas. And I don't know if they still play it or not, but my, my family played this game at Christmas and like Thanksgiving and all this stuff. It was like one of the things we did. It was this card game called Yas, and it's very difficult and it's hard to, whatever. But it, much like other card games, you throw books and that kind of stuff. And my dad's Uncle Ray had been playing. You play with partners, and his partner was his wife. And they took this game, again, called Yas. I, wish, I hope somebody knows what this is and can send me the rules of it, because I'd like to play it again. 
But apparently New Philly took this game so seriously that my dad's aunt had played like the wrong hand and his uncle didn't speak to his wife for three years over a card game. He'd come down for breakfast. Hi, Ray. How are you? Nothing. Nothing. Wouldn't do. Didn't speak to her for three years over a card game. Why don't you crazy? Just divorce her. You know what I'm saying? Like if they, if it's that serious, if it's that bad, if it's that, I mean, why wouldn't you, and then this and this guy from China or Japan or whatever? Twenty years. Twenty years not talking to your wife. I don't want to say it's because it's not abuse. It's not. But there's something like really it's disrespect. Something really effed up about yeah. it. Like yeah. it, it, at that point, have enough respect for our relationship for yourself, even instead of just being miserable and living like a ghost in this house. Life's too short, man. Divorce. Life's too short. Divorce. Absolutely. All right, we need to take this break. We want to talk to Ted Bowersox, who's uh, putting together Timeless Rivals. It's a documentary examining the rivalry between uh, McKinley, and, uh, McKinley and Maslin there. Sorry about that. And we'll be right back with Ted next on The Stansbury. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for EWRQK.com. That's where you can podcast yesterday's program. Had you missed it, which you shouldn't do that. No. Don't miss the show. Online also at WRQK.com is where you can see the preview the trailer, if you will, for Timeless Rivals, which is a documentary that examines the rivalry between the McKinley Bulldogs and the Maslin Tigers. And joining us now is the director and executive producer of Timeless Rivals, Ted Bowersox. Ted, thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning. Do we have Ted? We had Ted. Ted. I had talked to him during the break. Ted. 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 Well, let me do uh, let me do some executive uh, executive things here. Drop this call. Try to call him back. All right. Okay. I apologize for that. That's uh, that's our bad. There. Uh, a little bit on the anticlimactic side. Let me uh, find this phone number right here. I'm gonna try it again. If you have not heard, the Cavs uh, picked up a new guard, Kyle Korver. We'll get you filled in with that right now. Um, you know the J.R. Smith thing. He's uh, unable to uh, to play right now due to a, I believe an injury. He's gonna be out a little while. And so they needed a deep threat. They needed a three threat, and they picked one up. And uh, it seems like people are very, very excited about it. And if you're going to make a deep run in the NBA playoffs, you're going to have to do stuff like that. Indeed you are. Um, how's, uh, how's your live producing going? See, normally this would be done in that room over there by, by, by the person, uh, by like your phone screener uh, slash like producer person, so you don't have to listen to the dial tone on the radio. But Hey, Ted, it is Matt Fantone from the Stansberry Show and Dan Stansberry as well. We got you live on the radio. How you doing this morning, Ted? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys? We're doing very well. Excited to talk to you, man. Uh, you know better than anybody, this area is rabid about this rivalry between McKinley and Maslin. It's like, I could, you could make the argument, Ted, could you not, that this is the biggest rivalry in all of sport? Well, not, no doubt about it. I mean, as far as uh, high school ball, uh, you know, it's got a line in Vegas, so, uh, you know, I'll tell you something. Yeah, I mean, this is... Uh, it's. I've never seen anything like it. I'm from Cleveland originally, and I've talked about this a couple of times on the program. You can get into the St. Eggs Ignatius thing up there, and that's a huge game. And I thought this these two things were on par. I really did. And then I moved down here, and I was like, oh, no, they're not. Like, Eds Ignatius is a big deal. It is. It's totally a big deal, but it's not quite the same. I mean, dude, in 94, I just read this via your, your site here, your Kickstarter site here. In 1994... There was 35,000 people at that playoff game when those two teams played. 
And I think they turned. I think they turned quite a few people away as well. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's crazy how popular this is here. You like you said, you can bet out in Vegas, and the people that have come out of this area. Like, could you? I mean, I guess yeah, you'd have to make the argument that the NFL wouldn't look the way it does today without that rivalry, right? Absolutely. That's kind of why we wanted to do the documentary and tell the story. Uh, you know, just to kind of let you know is that uh, what makes this rivalry so special is the uh, the impact it's had on the college and professional. The professional roots is uh, nurtured right here in the Canton National area. Uh, to give you some idea, you know, there's been 49 NFL players that come out of these two schools. Wow, Pretty amazing. That is amazing. And when you start to think, I mean, I, I'm looking at your you know your Kickstarter campaign here, uh, and. So it's got some screenshots of some people you've interviewed here. Bill Belichick, yeah. Jim Tressel, uh, Chris Spielman, Josh McDaniels. Now, there's a guy right there. Now, there's six teams in the NFL all looking for a head coach, and they all want Josh McDaniels. Like, think about that. Like, they can't get him because, you know, he's got the gig with New England, and it looks like he might stay there. But if any one of those teams could get McDaniels, they would want him. I mean, it just speaks volumes of how – I've long said, I mean, the Cavs won a championship, right? But this is football country. Ohio is football country, right? Yeah, sure. You know, what's interesting is that uh, obviously a lot of people would be lucky to have Josh. Uh, you know, out of this, this rivalry, there's been five NFL head coaches. You, of course, have had uh, Paul Brown, Wayne yes. Fonts, Josh McDaniels, John McVay, and Bill Edwards. So, um, so yeah, we produce players as well as coaches. I'm sure a lot of people listening right now, Ted, you know, you mentioned how great this rivalry is, but there's no way that you get involved with this rivalry without being on one side or the other. Oh, you a bulldog or you a tiger, Ted? Uh, well, uh, I played for McKinley, and I'm uh, in the McKinley Hall of Fame, so I guess, uh, you know, the bulldog there. But the thing is, is that, you know, we all know that, you know, uh, this rivalry is because Maslin has McKinley and McKinley has Maslin. I've lived in Southern California for 45 years, and of course, I see the big picture. I see. Uh, yeah, you do. You uh, got out of the uh, snow. Both programs, and, uh, and it's uh, wonderful to be part of it. Uh, I, I have Roger. I have a quote here from Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL. He says they protect the game, and it looks like they're growing its future. I mean, Canton, Ohio, McKinley High School, Maslin. Are you kidding me? I get chills, man. That's Roger Goodell. That's correct. You still there? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm absolutely still oh, okay. here. I thought I lost the call. Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, we were featured on ESPN, uh, that piece, I don't know if you saw it over the uh, Hall of Fame weekend. Yes. Uh, they uh, promoted uh, our documentary, and of course they did the piece about the rivalry. And uh, that was at the suggestion and the request of uh, Roger Goodell, because uh, he's familiar with it, and, uh, and he thought it would be a good piece to do. Ted, you know, obviously you get all these stars involved, and, and I mean, these guys are. These are the top of, top of football. We're talking Roger Goodell. We're talking Josh McDaniels. I mean, the, the, you know, the, the, the who's who of the NFL. And, and one of the things that Roger Goodell brings up is that this is the future of football. I think a lot of people right now are concerned about the future of football. And I guess, you know, in your opinion, you know, when it comes to all these concussions, when it comes to all these changes of the rules, when it comes to, you know, the, the many different, you know, layers where people say, oh, it's the sissification of the NFL. Do you think that football still has a bright future, you know? I do. I think there's ebbs and flows. I mean, you know, just think uh, the high school rivalry has gone on for over 120 years. I mean, when we're all dead and gone, I mean, these two schools will keep playing each other. The pros will still be there. The NFL will still be there. 
And, uh, you know, uh, the, the, obviously the concussions, they got to get a handle on that and, and deal with that as an issue. But um, it's, still, uh, it's still a great sport. So when it's all said and done, Ted, yes, it looks like October is your goal to, uh, to to release Timeless Rivals. Again, we're talking to Ted Bowersox, who's go, who's behind Timeless Rivals, uh, a look into uh, the rivalry between McKinley and Maslin there. And uh, your Kickstarter campaign, it looks like you have a goal of $65,000 that you would like to raise. And you have a couple of different packages here. Like uh, if you pledge $25 or more here, it says you get a digital download of the film, a two-hour film uh, class and tour of Brainstorm Media Inc. production studios and the like. And you got, this goes all the way up to like, I mean, you have things for $250. You have $1,000 here. We're, we're going to get this link to our website. And like I said, you can preview the film at WRQK. Oh, that's already up there, Phantom? Yep. Awesome. Yep. So if you're interested in making a donation to this Kickstarter campaign to get this film made, there's all different kind of classes. Like I'm looking at the $1,500 donation right now. You get an autograph photo of McKinley and New England Patriots Josh McDaniels, who we already talked about there. Two passes to the Pro Football Hall of Fame meet and greet with Timeless Rivals executive producer and director. That'll be uh, on October 15th of this year. Ted, let me ask you this, since we're talking to you now. It sounds like you're going to be in town, obviously, when this happens. Would you be willing to come into the studio and talk to us live when you get here? Oh, we'd love to do that. That'd be great. Well, yeah. th- Thank you so much for the invite. Oh, no. Happy to have it, man. This is, uh, this is I mean, it's so important for this region. This game is so important, and uh, and we would love to have you in when that happens. Thank you. Yeah, Dave Jingle, our director, producer, we're so happy to have him. You know, he did 13-0 and about five years ago. Okay. And uh, Dave, Dave and I partnered with this uh, project, and, um, uh, yeah, uh, we'll be up there uh, uh, in the Canton area during, uh, during the Hall of Fame weekend. You know, as we talk about the Hall of Fame and we talk about the surrounding area, you know, obviously McKinley-Maslin is the most important thing going in high school sports. Um, but, you know, you've got other schools in the area right now kind of with the little brother syndrome. You know, Perry, the Panthers have, uh, have performed really well. The Crusaders were state champions this year. Do you view that as, you know, as time goes on, maybe this rivalry will mean less? Or is it kind of one of those things where as Stark County High School football gets better, uh, you know, a rise of tide lifts all boats there? Well, it's a little bit of both. I mean, congratulations to uh, Central Catholic. That was awesome that they what they did this year. It's fantastic. I mean, all programs, uh, you know, uh, have the validity, value. Um, obviously, uh, the consolidation with the school, um, McKinley now, uh, that's going to bring the focus into the one school. So uh, the writing will keep going on, and, um, and uh, I'm sure that the other schools will uh, flourish as well. That's Ted Bowersox, the executive producer, director of Timeless Rivals, again looking into the rivalry between McKinley and Maslin. And, uh, Ted, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We'll see you in October, my man. Thank you. We'll be in touch. Okay, thanks, guys. Have Appreciate a great day. There you go. There's uh, Ted Bowersox. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. I want to thank Ted Bowersox one more time for joining the program. He's the executive producer of Timeless Rivals there. That's the uh, documentary examining uh, the rivalry between McKinley and Maslin. It's going to be out in October. Uh, he agreed to come into the studio, do a little further in-depth interview with us uh, around that time. I would have liked to talk to him a little longer. His phone wasn't the greatest, and I wasn't sure it was good, that was sounding the best for people in their car and the like. So, you you know, we kind of wrapped it up with him, but I can't wait for October. I want to talk to him some more about that. I can't wait to see that film. You know, as important as we all know this rivalry is to this area, it's a great opportunity to show other people in the country what uh, McKinley versus Maslin is all about. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's definitely a time... Kind of put your money where your mouth is, where a lot of people are like, yeah, dude, I care so much about this rivalry. Well, then help document it and help preserve it and help, you know, expand it. You can, uh, it. 
You can get all the info, how you help out, WRQK.com in the Stands Ratio section there. Uh, again, if you're in between or maybe looking for a new banking institution, if you're not happy where you're at, I urge you to check out CSC Federal Credit Union. I've been with them three years. They're fantastic. It's not going to cost you anything. Stop by one of the offices and just ask some questions. Uh, I had some credit issues when I signed up with them, and uh, through some of the programs they have, I've actually been able to turn my credit around pretty fast. Uh, not all the way there yet, but you know it's a, you know it's a process. Now they've been locally owned and operated since 1938. Not going to change anytime soon. Pride themselves on being local there. So again, everybody that's uh, you know a member of the credit union, it, you know lives in Star County. It's kind of important. We're all kind of helping one another there. Super convenient. If you're looking for a loan, home, auto, whatever, I urge you to check out CSEFCU.com. I'm 100% satisfied with uh, my banking institution. Love them. They don't care if you're a tiger or a bulldog. They'll take you both. They'll you know Perry Panthers maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. A little sketchy. Oh, come on now. Check them out. CSEFCU.com. All right. So I just watched. I just I linked this to the website. Okay. And uh, again, I wish I could play this for you, but I can't uh, because I, I just can't do that from uh, from where I sit. But uh, I, I want you to go watch this because it's crazy. A, a feminist wants to kill all men and all male babies so we can have an all-female population. You can see that at WRQK.com. We did this a little briefly while we were having some issues with the phone with Ted Bowersox, and you weren't able to be part of that conversation, and that really doesn't benefit us because you're the <laughs> NBA guy. And so Kyle Korver joins the Cavaliers, and it seemed, man, that everybody on Twitter, Cavs Twitter, um, last night was way more excited about this move than you are, and you're the biggest Cavs fan I know, so I'm just a little, like, I'm kind of stuck in the, what's what's happening here? I don't want to sound like I'm not excited about Kyle Korver being on the Cavaliers. The dude is, uh, I don't want to say one of the best sh- uh, sh- shooters of all time, because that's a bit much, but one of the best shooters in the NBA right now. I'll I think, take that. I, I think that's a, an accurate statement. Um, he's also a, a very experienced NBA player who's been in a lot of big moments, Who's been, you know, on? Who's uh, had kind of the spotlight on? Does he him. have a title? No, no. Does, okay. does not have a title, but knows how to play team defenses. Knows uh, what's going on on the court around him, and that's very important, especially for a role yeah, I would player. Say so. um, Kyle Korver isn't necessarily a superstar or anything like that. I know he was an All Star two years ago. He's going to be thirty six by the time the playoffs hit, so he's not going to be. A, a, a bread and butter guy, though. He's going to be a situational player. This is complimentary piece here, right? Which is exactly what the Cavaliers need. They're upgrading from Mike Dunleavy Jr., who was not what we wanted him to be. Uh, I know the trade, I think it's going to it's going through uh, Portland. They're I was going to say, he's going to end up with somebody else outside of Atlanta, right? They're getting Mo Williams' contract and uh, and and Mike Dunleavy. The Hawks are getting money back and you know the, the moving pieces and parts of, of these contracts, but at the end of the day, we've upgraded. So I'm excited about that. I just don't see this as the, dude, the Cavs guaranteed to win the championship now. It it's seem, not. It seems as if Cavs Twitter feels like we have robbed Atlanta here. Like somebody, like my buddy Adam posted this picture at his Instagram last night. He said the Cavs traded this for Atlanta's Kyle Korver, and it was a picture of a Happy Meal. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, I mean, it feels like we kind of, like, did we rob Atlanta here? Well, and hats off to Cavaliers Brass for being able to make stuff happen with not that many. Dude, their GM's pretty good, right? Not with, they don't have, like, a ton of, 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 of 
uh, picks like the Browns do. You know, with the Browns right. make a trade and the, hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna trade two second rounders and our third first, you know, our third rounder for Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like, okay, well, you guys have a lot of pieces. The Cavs don't have a lot of pieces. They're still able to get stuff done. So yeah, I think they definitely walked away the best out of all, all, all three teams involved. Portland is getting, you know, the corpse of Mo Williams and 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 uh, Dunleavy, and I, I don't think Atlanta's getting a, a first round pick, money, and what does Portland want with Mo Williams? Oh, uh, contract stuff, dude. And that's where you get into so many like I don't understand this deal. That's my West Coast team. I love the Trailblazers. They're not getting Mo Williams to play. They're getting his contract, which expires, okay. and blah blah blah. I, yeah, blah, I, blah. I, once you start going on that stuff, my knowledge just I don't know enough about a lot it. of moving pieces and parts, like I said. But as an actual, who's the better team out of all three of those teams? I would have to say the Cavaliers. They fit or they filled a a, 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 a missing piece of the puzzle there. And I, I, I like I said, hats off to the brass for making it happen. This right here, this Kyle Korver move, this right here is why you treat stars well. This is why when you have a transformative player, you do whatever the hell they want because that's what makes them come back here, and that's what makes guys like, do you think Kyle Korver would have ended up a Cavalier? Like, dude, there was a little bit of this that's like, yeah, like, like, let's make this happen. I uh, I saw he last night was uh, warming up for the Hawks. Like he was mm-hmm. out there. Doing yeah, no, he was dressed ready to go. Dressed ready to yeah. go. And one of the guys came up and was like, "Kyle, back to the locker room." That happens you, a lot, you right? Ju- you just got traded, bro. So you know, obviously, he's going to be excited to get off of what is a one- night off of work. <laughs> well, and to, to get you know away from the Atlanta Hawks, who don't get me wrong, I mean they're a playoff team, but they're one of those teams that are perpetually in middle of the pack, first round playoff. Team. And this is a chance for him to go play for a championship, which obviously is going to mean something to him and you know obviously it, it, it increases the odds of the Cavaliers winning that championship to have you know a guy who can shoot the three-pointer at over 40% who doesn't turn the ball over a lot and knows how to play team defense so I'm pretty excited about it Cavaliers rumor that I saw today that I don't know oh, no. if I necessarily want to sign 100% off on it but it there's things about it that I like is uh Cavaliers might be cutting Jordan McRae to clear up room for a backup point guard and that backup point guard is Quinn Cook Mm-mm. no Rajon Rondo. Ah, see, all right. So I've been hearing a little bit about this, right? Because I um, apparently there's something that happened in Chicago, and Christine Leahy, who works for Fox Sports, used to cover the Bulls as like her job. So she has some inside in this Chicago thing, and she was saying yesterday that this time it's not Rondo's fault. And that they put this team together and Rondo doesn't fit the playing style of all these other guys. And they're sitting him and they're telling him to be quiet about it. Because if he talks about it, it exposes the fact that Chicago's management doesn't know what they're doing. That they Now, this was her take. That they abandoned their original plan, which was to start gutting it, go younger, go younger. And then they signed Dwayne Wade and, you know, this whole thing. And it changed the plan and now Rondo doesn't fit. I uh, I think you know a reason why Rondo was so great in Boston is because he played well with that big three, and I know it's yeah, different. but he didn't get along with Doc Rivers. I hear. I, I know it's different because you know Rondo being a point guard and Kyrie Irving. You know we know where that big three is. Sure, he was a complimentary piece to you know Ray Allen and and, and KG and, and Paul Pierce. But I don't know if what his a team that was. I don't know if his if he compliments 
you know, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, and LeBron the same way. I mean, isn't this the guy that, like, wasn't there the, he called somebody the F word, like the, you know, the the, the, the derogatory term for, like, for, for a homosexual person, and then there, there's there been that, he's been suspended a bunch of times, I mean, he's got problems, right? Well, and the thing I'll say about that is J.R. Smith had problems, too. Everyone's like, oh, J.R. sucked, and then you put him under LeBron's See, tutelage. I, I thought about that yesterday, too, because I was like, man, here we go again, where we could have this thing, because, again, like, I, I was listening to Christine Leahy, who is, like, the side piece to Colin Coward, and he was like, what are the Cavs doing? Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And from my couch, I said, you would have been the same guy that would have said that about J.R. Smith, and now look how well that worked out. Now, the counterpoint to that would be, from my end, is how many times am I going to ask LeBron to be a parent? You know what I mean? Like, how many many times am I going to be like, yo, LeBron, because I know you can do this, you need to make a a 30-year-old guy an adult. Can you do it for me? I mean, it's like the thing I'll say about that. It's a lot of weight on them shoulders. Is I'm sure LeBron would say, "Yes, I will do that." Yeah, I know he would. Yeah, I know he would. If that moves me closer to winning another title, if I get to chase chase the ghost of uh, the the, the ghost of Jordan a little bit closer, then yes, I will make sure that this dude has his P's and Q's minded. So, Matt Fantone, yes or no? uh, Rondo, yes or no? Yeah, if he's your backup point guard, if we were talking about him playing the position, I'd probably say no. But as your backup, I feel like he's a serviceable dude. I, I think he'd be okay. I love our locker room. I love our team. I love the chemistry. And, uh, you know, I, I think if you have LeBron James, you could probably overcome like a, like a locker room problem that Rondo would bring. But the temptation of that fate makes me feel a little uncomfortable. I'm not crazy about the idea. We'll close out the program next on Rock 106.9. If you thought that A's was bad, you ain't seen nothing yet. And all I got to say is it's Friday. <laughs> Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. My katana. Mike Polk is going. No, he's not. He's got a burning in his butthole. He's got a fire. He's got a flame coming out of his butthole. That, that makes me so sad. Because that was the kind of music they used to, to you know, summon demons. I'm a big booty country girl. Shake it for my man do the yeehaw twirl. You know I'm in the room chilling. Kicking like I usually do, drinking, and somebody shot right through my back window, hit me in the chest. And I'm like, there's a dirty little secret. Danny's got something in his pants. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. I'll be there, and I will mow you down under my tires. This is serious. This is serious. This is not a joke. This is serious. This is for real. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. And you need an asbestos diaper. To be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. Make them make you slap somebody. And unfortunately for the Browns, they haven't figured that out since they got back to Cleveland. You ain't seen nothing yet until you see the flaming butthole. And there'll be people walking around all over America with flames coming out of their butthole. To all Republicans and Democrats and independents across this nation, I say it is time for us to kick the dust up. And when I got done, he said just lay off the hamburgers and french fries and that really just disrespected me and I felt awful. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, out of shape, providence peons. Keep the noise down while I take my robe off and give you a good look at Clint. Parker. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. 
on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. That's where you can see this video of this woman who claims we should kill all men and all male babies. She wants an all-female society. And uh, you can see that there. Also, dude, another guy that works here at this radio station, Captain Tony, yeah, found this. And, and this made me so mad, and it made me so happy it's Friday, and so I don't have to get like all up in arms about this. This woman in Michigan is petitioning grocery stores to not have candy in the checkout aisle because her 13-year-old son begs her for candy, and she's sick and tired of having to deal with it. Oh, and the trash magazines. He's learning to read at 13. And, uh, and she was like, he's, learn- you know, he's asking me about these things. Like, guys... I understand it, man. You want to protect your kids, I totally get it. But if you continue to bubble wrap this world, you're just going to raise pussies that can't handle it. You're just going to raise cowards. You're just going to raise people who aren't tough enough for the corporate world. And there's a balance. I'm with that. I, there totally is. It can't just be, well, in my day, we beat our kids till, 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 till they bled from the eyes. No, you can't do that either. There needs to be a little middle ground there. But you, you got to stop with the bubble wrapping, man. You just do. It, I'm worried you're just going to raise people who are not, are not prepared to be adults. The good news is it's Friday at And I don't have to get mad about it. You don't have to. You no, say it's very just cool, calm, collected. You know what it also is? It's, what is it's, that? Uh, buddy, it's first Friday. Yeah, it is. So uh, that means, uh, well, probably some alcohol beverages will be had. Hall of Fame City getting down in downtown yes. Canton. Should be a good yeah. time. The thing I'm going to say about it is, dude, it's going to be brutally cold tonight. You it's better, like four degrees right now. You better bundle up. Is all I'm going to say. If you're going out there, you uh, Stansberry. I don't want to. I don't want to find a Stansberry sickle in the front page no, no. of the Canton Repository no, or anything no. like that. Uh, I'll dude, tell you this though, ladies, come to First Friday, you might get your own there. January is always a good First Friday. It's the uh, the the ice one where they do like ice. Oh sculptures. yeah, yeah, the sculptures. In the yeah, world. there'll be people with chainsaws chopping up like big ass pieces of ice and human bodies. <laughs> Who knows, dude? Uh, and another thing that's going down tonight that is always a good time at Buzzbin, Shooter Sharp in the shootouts. Oh, really? Yeah, it's going to be a good time at Buzzbin tonight. Oh, so. yeah, it normally is, but that will be good. Yeah. Speaking of Buzzbin, one of their bartenders, dude, I really do think you should put her on the list of future Mrs. Sansberries. There's one of them. I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to spill guts. Oh, I guts. know what you're talking about. You're talking about the really hot brunette, the tall one? Well, and like, uh, yeah, we're friends on Facebook, and I was going through the you pictures. Are? Yeah, and I'm like... Why isn't Stansberry going out with this chick? So maybe tonight's the night. You know, you get up there, Stansberry gets a little suave and debonair. And you know then, her? Uh, I'm friends with her on Facebook. Well, I don't know, dude. Maybe, uh, maybe dude, help me out. <laughs> See, because all you do is take the bus and drive it over me. So maybe what you do, dude, is maybe, you know, if you give me some action. Open the door. I'll let you say whatever you want. <laughs> Open the door. So who knows? Maybe the future Mrs. Stansberry tonight, a buzzman. Who knows? Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Maybe I'll go when I don't have a black eye. Yeah. Dude, no, I'm telling you, black eye's good, man. Black eye's good. It looks like, really? it, yeah, it gives you a little bit looks of like, like I got beat up. Yeah, but it gives you a little bit of that, like, yeah, I'm a badass, dude. Like I said, it's like a leather jacket or a cigarette or sunglasses, dude. It's like black eye's kind of All right, cool. I guess I shouldn't just leave everybody in the lurch <laughs> about the black eye. For those of you that didn't hear the story uh, earlier this week, it was New Year's Eve, and I was standing behind the bar at the Agora, and me and my buddy Brian were screwing around, and he didn't realize how close I was, you know, the proximity or whatever. We were kind of like shadow boxing, screwing around. And and uh, he was like, what the hell? And he like swung like, and he didn't realize like how close I was. And he just totally connected and knocked me right in the eyes. Bam. Like, little, little black and blue there. Mama said, knock you out. It's crazy too. Cause like Brian's one of my favorite dudes at the Igor. I love him. But uh, it, your ass it, kicked my arm. <laughs> he's like 23 too. So yeah, some young millennial probably got sick of me saying millennials suck and just <laughs> swung on me. So, yeah, first Friday tonight, uh, make sure you stop by Buzzman and Cultured uh, Coffee Company yeah. and that whole like waffle yeah. experience place. They're huge yeah. supporters of the program. We like supporting those guys. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We'll be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have an awesome weekend. See you.